Today's show is brought to you by Banana Bag, a clinically proven vitamin and dehydration therapy formulated by a pharmacist as an alternative to an IV treatment for dehydration and fatigue. Visit bananabag.org slash WATP and use the promo code WATP for 25% off your purchase. Now getting the party started from the Palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's episode 57. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, a.k.a. The Tard and the Card Show. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a man who's taking a break from snacking to be here from It's Eric Nagel. It's Eric Nagel. I'm not taking a break from snacking. How oh. dare you? All right. Well, then help yourself as we go here. There are plenty of them here. <laughs> I'll just open up a bag I while we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get, Carl. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month we just dropped. Number 17. Yeah. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Producer Chris and I sat down here yesterday and listened to four more chapters. Four very short chapters. Yes. John didn't have a lot to say about Kathy Griffin or Howard on America's Got Talent. But so. they were chock full of content. They sure were. It was a fun episode. Actually, my buddy Drew Lane sent me a note, said it was his favorite one. And I went, I did zero prep for this one. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm working too hard. There's a chart on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Well, that's, that's good news. <laughs> uh, also, when you sign up, you can watch the unedited show live or whenever you want to. You can see... Eric's beautiful face all lit up on the screen in the studio right now with us. Otherwise, it's theater of the mind, people. Also, we encourage our listeners, go ahead, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and then shit all over us in the comments section. I don't know if a review girl will be on today. Hmm. I announced a couple weeks ago the return of Hannah. Hannah's coming back. She reached out to me. Great. We'll get you back on the show. Oh, I have weddings the next two weekends, and I have this thing and that. Okay, whatever, whenever you're ready. So this was the weekend I thought she was ready to come back, and she's ghosting me. I know it's Halloween. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's yeah, the trick-or-treat the spirit of things. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll see. Maybe someone will show up. Either way, shit all over us in the comments section. That's always fun. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Bob and Sherry. This was a suggestion from Katie Tucker. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. The show hosted by Bob Lacey and Sherry Lynch. They're out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They are in 70 radio markets across the United States. They're everywhere. Well, except for every major metropolitan. But everywhere else, you will find this show syndicated as a morning show. I went to their website. Their tagline is, real people, real laughs. Yep. So you're not going to hear any fake laughter <laughs> on this show. It's all just real I stuff. better not hear any. But. <laughs> or else we're shutting it down. Yep. All done. I'm going to send a very angry email. I'll get mm-hmm. Phil Elmore to ghostwrite it for me. So I want to start off. They have a segment called Morons in the News. And they have a sponsor. 
for it as well. That's what happens when you have a syndicated show. And uh, this is just a perfect radio sweeper. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Do it. Let's go. Go. Bob and Sherry. Idiot. With Morons in the News. Hello there, Santa Rosa, California. Sherry and I have spent many, many weekends there. We love that place. So because they don't have like a local uh, market, Whenever they bring up another market, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we've been there. I love that place. We went to the liquor store. We went to the theater. They have a theater there. That was nice. You have to make it uh, local. That's an important part of radio, Eric. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, they, they used to, uh, for certain syndicated shows, they would have a big, I, I guess, like oak tag chart that'd be on your wall. So if you somebody called in from your market, you just would peek over and you go, oh, there's the station. There's the moniker. There's that. Here's some towns to name. Here's uh, nice. what they're known for. You'd have all your little cheat sheets. So it acts like you're you're so worldly to know anything <laughs> about like Tacoma. Tacoma is the uh, bluebird, still the uh, official bird of Tacoma over there. That's <laughs> very exciting. Thanks for calling in. What are, you t- what are you talking about? I called to request a song. What you- <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. So Idiot. morons in the news. Let's get into this. This story couldn't be more boring. And this guy, Lamar, who's the movie critic on the show, who can't read. Did, did you hear his audio and then go to look at what, what he looks like? Oh, I did not look up what he looks like. Okay. All right. Well, let's, yeah, he, let's play this first. Then we can discuss that. All right. Santa Fe Springs, California. A doorbell video captured the shocking sight of an Amazon driver repeatedly stomping on a package shortly after delivering it to a home. The driver is seen placing the package on the home's front doorstep, taking a picture to prove that he delivered it like he was supposed to. Then he picked it up, went around the other side of a column, and started jumping up and down on it several times. I heard banging outside, and I was like, what the heck is that, Mandy uh, Martinez said. Uh, Then I heard a really bigger bang. So she looked at her Nest camera on the the, uh, doorbell, and although the driver steps behind the pillar, you can still see he's stomping her package. It was a Wi-Fi routing system she had ordered. Then he threw it back on her porch and left. She reached out to Amazon, and the company agreed to replace the $350 router. That's fascinating. Please go on. Wow. What a story, huh? It's also the opening scene of uh, Ace Ventura, where he's just walking around kicking the, the, yes. the, the package around just to get into somebody's house. Well, I was wondering, why would they read that story? It's not very interesting. If that happened on the street for me, I wouldn't give a shit. So right. being a national story doesn't make any sense. It must be the brilliant analysis that they bring to it. Maybe jokes after we tell that story. You know, wow. think about this. The more drivers it takes to deliver Amazon, the bigger the increase of the amount of bad people doing bad things. Because there's always going to be true. that percentage, you know? Yeah, that's so true. The percentage is there. So the more you got, the more you're going to have. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. You're right. You're right. Nope, I was wrong. There was no analysis at all. There's yeah. nothing. Bob is the hole on his own show. Yes. Because a I lot of these that. clips you hear, he just goes, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's like you you added nothing to this thing. Everyone else talks but you. Sherry talks way more than Bob does. Bob seems to be a cock as well as the hole on the show. Eric, how easy of a radio format is this that you just you read a story of no analysis? Do you think we could pull this off, producer Chris? <laughs> at this point? I'll give them this. Going through a lot of their stuff, <clears throat> they're not the cliche 
small town show that just uses everything the prep service gives to them. Maybe they should because when they start going off on their own things, you're like, no, bring it back, get back to the yeah. to, to the scripted paragraph that was there for you, and just move on. Because when she tells stories later on, oh. it's like she repeats the same thing as she's saying it, and then it just goes on and on, and then finally they get to whatever the joke is, and you're expecting the the quick sweeper out like some of these other shows do, yep. like John Boy and Billy do, right. and it doesn't come. And you're like, please play the sweeper. End this <laughs> yes. discussion. Yeah, they look up at the clock, and there's still seven more minutes. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, so Bob's what, just guys, doing this. Stretch. Yeah, right. You guys see any movies or something? I actually have an example of what you're talking about specifically, but I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Eric. What did you pick up on? What, what uh, sums up the show for you? Um, Well... I have a couple video clips. I found uh, like an uh, a local news outlet did an, an interview on them coming to a certain market. Um, if you want to play um, video clip number two, this sums up how everybody listens to the show. We've been on the air in Grand Junction for so long, and it's such a, a gorgeous place. I mean, we're we're blessed to be on the air anywhere, but to be on the air in a place like that is very very special awesome awesome yeah <laughs> throughout the mo- i'm not going through the entire interview but most of the time he's not looking he's not listening and he just waits for the pause and goes uh-huh okay so the next question i have so this is that's not even bob's fault i mean this, yeah this, i know this local news but it's just how everybody else treats them sometimes you hear the callers and they, they'll sit there and he's like so what what's got you going today pause 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 jim oh yeah well it's like everyone feels annoyed having to talk to these people yeah. and be on their show i actually have an example of that too that we'll get to it a little bit also i just want to point out for people who are not watching but just listening whoever this person is from the local news channel who's interviewing bob seems to be an intern because yeah, he's hanging he's out doing the it from the bullpen <laughs> yes he's in the back office of the cubicles they couldn't even give him a studio with a, just like a, a one of those photos that they print in the background to look at like charlotte north carolina looks like it's something just something this one is interesting clip three he talks about how Sherry came into his world and how she became part of the show back in, I think, like, 92. Um, it's uh, – sorry, no, is it clip two, three or four? It's uh, clip four. This is exactly what every program director dreads and has to, like, concede when a uh, talent makes too much money or has too much pull in a market. And then the whole story sounds like complete bullshit. I used to work in radio. I'm going to go back to radio and try to put together um, a successful morning show on this station that was dying. And they kept bringing me people to interview to be um, a co-host or a sidekick. And um, I didn't like any of them. I, I didn't think they brought a lot to the table. And so they sent down Sherry Lynch. And so, I, you know, I said hello and we started chatting. And I thought that she was really interesting and funny just in naturally funny. So I keyed the mic and uh, said, do you mind if we talk in the air for a few minutes and um, had her back again. The second time she came back, people started hanging outside the window and listening. And I thought that I had something. And so I went to um, the management and I said, this is her. I know this is the one. And they said, she has never been on the air anywhere. And I said, I know, I don't care about that. And they said, well, we don't hire rookies. I said, she's the one. And they said, all right, We'll give her a short try. I went, okay. Hold on a second. I, I got to, because he's, I'm bored too. So I'm, I'm yeah. in and out of this. But they, they brought her to try out. And then he said, yep, she's good. And they went, no, 
Is that what he just said? Yeah, she was some TV <laughs> that producer sense. that made commercials. She came in, they brought her in, like, and he's like, this is the one. And all these other, I guess, talented people with a resume who know how to speak, uh, he's like, nope, nope, this isn't it, this is it. So this person that he brings in is now the one, and they've been together over 30 years. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, Iraq, They're the ones who are like, here's one of your options. Like, I like that option. Like, nope, that's not an option anymore. I think what? he was setting the table to say, then I threw my weight around, not yeah. realizing that he just contradicted himself. Okay. Yeah. Right. That would make more sense. I love that people people are like hanging out outside. Like, whoa, what's going on in there? <laughs> yeah, some this crazy is riveting radio. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, the rest of the clip just goes, when it's like, all right, we're going to trust you on this, but if this tanks, you're fired. Doesn't matter how well he's been in, right. uh, uh, he's doing and how long he's been in this market. It's like, we are going to fire you if this doesn't work. So he threatens to go somewhere else, and they're like, well, that was the turning point. They knew that they had something. And you go, this is all a lie. All of this <laughs> is a lie. And she doesn't even talk. She's part of this interview, and most oh. of the time, she, they don't even go to her. Oh, weird. But on the radio, it's the exact opposite. Right. She doesn't shut up, and he doesn't say well, anything. TV understands. Let the men talk. Radio hasn't figured that out for some <laughs> reason. So at least, at least they have that going. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is another clip, too, but apparently she won some sort of fucking award. Like a year later, she won the Gracie Allen Award for being the funniest woman in radio. I can't find information. I'm looking it up. I can't find the <laughs> okay. details on this I'm thing. I'm looking for your but, clip on it. Or footage not found. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's yeah. She's like, oh my god. Uh, no, they didn't. She's an unknown. They didn't take a chance on her, so I took a chance. And she, a year later, she won one of the most prestigious awards out there. And you go. I can't find any record of this. How is, I guess, because it's a small market, no one's fact-checking this. Yes. But sure, why not? Just throw that into the whole bio of the show. All right. They talk about, at the beginning of this episode that was just came out yesterday morning, the uh, 27th of October, they talk about there's this thing in Florida, and I looked it up. This is a real thing. Florida Man Games. You know how Florida Man's always that crazy headline, Florida Man does this, Florida Man does that. So they put together this whole event around it and they talk about the different events you know there's like you get with pool noodles in a mud pit and hit each other whatever so then they explain this event and you got chicken coop bingo two chickens will decide whether you win or lose in this dirty game they also have the main event 9-11 fight night brawl of the badges Police officers and firefighters square off, and they fight to the death in the Florida games. In addition, all attendees can experience selfies with alligators, a barbecue competition, and cultural demonstrations also. Hold on. 9-11 fight night. Do people think that 9-11 was when the NPD and NYFD fought it out for NYC supremacy or something? (laughs) They're treating it like Battle of the Network Stars. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that's not what happened on 9-11 why bring up 9-11 in this at all we're gonna have the cops fight the fire cops like, like firemen yeah it's yeah. like a, it's a softball game it, it happens right. every year to raise money like what what are we doing why are we bringing 9-11 into this so then i really hate what uh sherry says here so she's talking about the event that she wants to have happen where you have to hide the drugs in your vagina oh. you know because the woman always does it okay. it's always a female perpetrator and where she has concealed 
the weapon, yeah. the drugs, yeah. the contraband, yeah. the evidence. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Yeah, and I just want to. It should be a catchy, catchy name for the cavity search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just want to thank the Florida Man Games for leaving that one out. Yeah. Because yikesies. Woo. Yike, because yikesies. yikesies. Yeah. Woo. But Real it's people. true. Real it's laughter. true, Carl. It's true. Oh, I mean, could you imagine if they had that? Yikesies! Woo! <laughs> Please never say that again. <laughs> no shit. Actually, so isolate that and throw it into the closer now. Okay. God damn it! <laughs> That's a better idea. <laughs> I don't like you producing this show, sir. <laughs> you produce your other show, not this one. How do you spell yikesies? All right, let's talk about another thing that Sherry says. They're talking about there was some scam someone was doing where if you won the lottery, you don't want to pay taxes on it. The other person will claim it for you as long as they can keep 10% of the winnings. And that way you make more money. And then that person who collects the 10% writes off gambling losses. So it offsets so they don't have to pay taxes on it. And this is the conversation they're having. And Sherry says this. Why is it that your friend and these guys can write off gambling losses? But I, as a self-employed person, cannot write off the cost of the equipment I use to do my job. That's a very good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. What's wrong? You, you certainly can. You absolutely write that can. Off. Yeah. <laughs> if you're self-employed and you buy equipment for your job, you write that off. Those are expenses for you. Oh, you know what it might it must be though. She probably took Patrick Michael's advice, and you can't form a company. You know, when, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, when you you're know doing what? creative stuff. Yeah. Oh, why? Because you make a lot of money. You're going to start a company. Is that what yeah. you're going to do? That's stupid. So I just thought that was really dumb. And everyone agrees. They're like, yeah, I know. Why is that? What? (laughs) I mean, we're not producer Chris, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Write off everything when you have your own shit going on. That's how that works. Everybody writes me off. And they're making bank over there. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because you can sign up for Bob and Sherry Premium. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Only five bucks a month for that? Best of CDs. Best of CDs. Classic chat room calls. Are they calling the people in their chat room (laughs) and just having a discussion with them? I didn't want to pay the five bucks to find out, uh, but I tried Looking for clips online, couldn't find any of that either. Behind the scenes photos. Must be all those people lined up at the window going, whoa, yeah. what's going on in here? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it's a radio show. Never mind. The the chat room calls are like their voicemail segment thing. <sighs> I know. I was hoping they would be, you know, they're just picking up live people like all these other streamers do. They just bring them into the room. You get to talk to Bob and Sherry for five bucks. Yeah. Sometimes when you do that, a girl defecates and you get kicked off YouTube. So I don't recommend that anyone just have random people come on their show. Seems like a bad No, not at all. All right, Eric, over to you, buddy. Well, this is three parts because it starts off as one thing. And then I think unconsciously Bob reveals something about himself that I don't think he meant to reveal about himself okay so clip one here is uh talking about sherry's husband being a bit of a freak i put on the hiking boots and i'm wandering around the house and planning to go for a walk my husband goes what you wearing and i said oh i'm breaking in my new hiking boots and he goes that's hot why don't you walk around a little bit and just those boots and nothing else <laughs> like, why are you such a freak why are you such a freak you know, he goes what else are you gonna wear when we go hiking <laughs> 
you know, like shorts and a T-shirt or leggings. What about I got, I got to say, as a guy, I get it, though. I get what he's saying. Huh. And, and I'm not talking about porn or anything like that. But you, can, you can open up the fashion magazine for the New York Times. Oh. And, and they will have uh, some sort of a, of a shot of a woman with not much on except for hiking boots. If it's been photographed, we assume you'll do it. What? Yeah. Now <laughs> that was not a good backtrack right there. You can just admit that you like seeing naked girls walk around. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, the fact it goes no, not like porn. Like yeah. there was nobody was thinking porn at that point no, until yeah. Bob said it. And now we're now, all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. Now because he said that, Bob is doubling down. Go to uh, clip two. He's now has to ask a creepy question. Uh oh. Like it's so weird that that would be a thing. And he's like, "What about them booty leggings you got from Amazon? How about um." Oh, my God. Like, I know that someday there may come a moment where I go, you know what I miss? I miss being grabbed all the time and told that I should just walk around wearing nothing but my boots. That day is not today. <laughs> it's not do, where we do are Do women, let, let me just ask you, do women ever have a period in their life where they enjoy Damn. being grabbed? <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> really? There's a brief... Um, window perhaps Junior in some high. cases where 23 to like, 26 23 to no, 26 no 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 it's not an what? age bob it's a oh. it's a relationship timeline thing <laughs> oh. bob, what, what are you talking about <laughs> see so so bob's going down this really dangerous path yeah and i think he thinks he's being subtle like nobody knows what i'm really getting at here so you already admitted that this was a porn thing in the first one here mm -hmm. you're like well what age is it appropriate to start grabbing women right yeah bob's uh like in his mid-70s sherry's almost 60 so there's a giant age group uh gap between the two of them and that's not the, the gross part. No, that isn't the gross <laughs> that's not part. The problem. He's trying to find. He's like, so he's like twenty three to twenty six, which means he's been pondering this for a yes, while, right? right? Yeah. Uh, cut three is. It seems to be Bob's now revealing something that he's into. I always wonder when you see the porn categories, and they have like the really old guys with young chicks. I'm like, ugh, who is that for? It's for Bob. <laughs> Bob's like, oh yeah, 26-year-olds love it when old guys grab them. See, it happens in real life. <laughs> There's a timeline in every relationship, including probably when you're in your 80s, where, yeah, you're good with it. But Otherwise, then, it's annoying, generally. then it's like, is there any <laughs> Being way is that I could just finish putting these towels in the dryer? <laughs> what the fuck? Is that that's a very dangerous area? Have you noticed? I, I mean, I, and I, I will admit yeah. that I am. A, Hold on, I gotta pause it. That's a dangerous area. The dryer is he talking about stuck porn? That's what I yes! was thinking. Yes, yes, yeah. that's exactly what I thought he was admitting yeah. to. That's so funny. I, I would never have thought that, but we played a clip not too long ago out here mm -hmm. where the woman was like, Why do people like that? Because it's hilarious. Like, no, that's not why people like that. But, um, <laughs> so I, I've never, I'm not into stuck porn, you know what that is, until we heard that segment. And now this guy's like, Well, that's a dangerous area the dryer like what okay. Here, i'll show you <laughs> right, let's get Keep back going. to it is that that's a very dangerous area have you noticed i, I mean i, I and know. i will admit yeah. that i am a, what, what, what can I, I call know. myself Perfect. i am the a smell perpetrator. of bounce yeah i know that the <laughs> smell of bounce and the sight of me very erotically pulling the lint trap out just signals to your most primal man self before you climb yeah. on top of me the, yeah, the only so, thing that, that comes near the uh, the washing machine loading is is the dishwasher. Oh, that, I won't that even, also yeah. for for women that's also a very dangerous area.
No, it's not. It's <laughs> part of that stuck porn shit where it's the if the lady's not stuck in the dryer, yeah. she's trying to get something out of the sink. She's stuck in a window. She's stuck in a dishwasher, and a guy just comes over Eric and technically violate. Everyone has has violated her, right? <laughs> This is the fun part. Bob knows exactly where he's he's going. Sherry doesn't know that this is a thing. And she goes, oh, you're smelling the bounce and me cleaning the lint trap. That's erotic. It's like, no. No. He's thinking of you stuck halfway into the dryer and wanting to rip your pants down. Also, I want to say that when my wife is loading or unloading the dishwasher, I leave her the fuck alone. Like that's I'm no, I'm not gonna get in the way of this. She's gonna ask me to help. I'm not going (laughs) in there. I I scatter when I see that. Oh, very good. Okay. I want to talk about Lamar. Now, Lamar okay. is going to do his movie review. And Lamar, I was looking at their wiki page. He like works for Anheuser-Busch. I, mean, I don't know. There's some kind of Budweiser tie-in. He left Anheuser-Busch. to do full-time okay. on this show. Okay. So what he does is he rates movies on a scale of one to five Budweiser's. Okay. And he uh, was checking out this movie called The Burial. It's a new movie that's out on Amazon Prime. You know, this should be the shortest movie review in history. I should just say Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones together on the same screen. Five Budweiser's. Now go on about your business because that should cover it. I mean, that should be enough. That should be enough for you to go watch it. But I won't because I want to talk about it. So naming the two co-stars should be a movie review. In what world has there ever been a bad movie with good actors in it before? I can think of a couple. (laughs) De Niro and Pacino. (laughs) The Irishman. Not a good movie. Not a good movie. I mean, there's so many examples. So that was just a dumb way to start this whole thing. Just like, by the way, there's two good actors in this. So five Budweiser's. But nope, I'm actually going to tell you more about it. I wish you would. Thank you. Would it be great if Bob wasn't paying attention and he hit the sweeper thinking that's what he was doing? (laughs) (laughs) This This is two hours of heartwarming fun that comes right into your living room. You ain't got to go nowhere. Just sit down and prop your feet up, man. Drink your own drink. Eat your own snacks. Go to your own bathroom. That's your business. I can't, you know. But listen, I love this thing. My score on this is five. Ice. Cold. Budweiser's. It was awesome. Awesome. I don't know about you guys, but when I hear a movie review, I want to hear an over-the-top, ridiculous movie review. I don't want to hear actual analysis and a real review about something. Just a guy going, wow, yeah. Kazowie. I, I can't want, believe it. I want to hear a beer commercial. Yeah, I want to hear about how amazing it is to be able to stream from your own living room. I'm aware of the benefits of that, sir. Now, Eric, this is a radio show syndicated all these markets. I assumed, like an idiot... That they would be in a radio studio recording their show. Right. Well, uh, that is uh, incorrect. How, let's hear how professional this is. This is still while Lamar is doing his segment here. My favorite Tommy Lee scene where he played the U.S. Marshal going after uh, Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. Yeah. And yeah. There's there's the train wreck and Harrison Ford is getting away. Oh, God. I, that took me back three or four years to Zoom calls. It's like, oh, sorry, I just got my dog, just came in from outside. Sorry, guys. Dog's barking because some Amazon guy is destroying Bob's package <laughs> on the front of the Hopefully. Front door. <laughs> so what the fuck is that all about? How are they not in a studio together? So for I looked this up, too, because I heard uh, some of their recent episodes, and nothing, the room tone's never the same, depending mm-hmm. on who's talking. So they did this out of necessity during the pandemic, but then they, um, I guess the station that they were at for 20 something years decided that, um, yeah, we don't want you anymore. So ditched them. 
they continued broadcasting from home, wound up across the street at another station, and just decided never to come back. In fact, Bob moved. Bob's in South Carolina. The The lady who uh, was supposed to uh, – Sherry uh, – does the co-hosting stuff stayed in North Carolina thinking they were coming back to the studio and Bob had left. Uh, the other guy comes in once in a while to the radio station, the the Lamar guy and their producers. So all the staffs at the radio station, the hosts are nowhere near there. And she only lives like 10 minutes from the radio station. What she she never think she is Howard Stern. Who else would do such a thing? That's crazy. Hey, it's a great deal if you can get it. Yeah, no shit. All right. <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. So, now, Sherry is, for some reason, they come back from the break, and because they were talking about Tommy Lee Jones. So she's talking about how she loves this scene from No Country for Old Men, and they play the entire scene for some reason. I don't know why. And then it, she comes back, and she's talking about how, what a great scene it was, and it turns out that that scene, or that movie, was filmed in a place called Las Vegas, New Mexico, a place I've never heard of. But there's this other TV show that's filmed there called Longmire. A TV show I've never heard of. I guess it's on A&E or something. So then Sherry explains that she's a big fan of both that movie and that TV show. So she went to visit Las Vegas, New Mexico for that reason and actually recommends the people in Albuquerque, where they're syndicated, do the same. And for our listeners in Albuquerque listening to us on Magic, listen to me. Get in your car. It's the weekend. <laughs> Drive to Las Vegas. Yes. There's a great little yes. ice cream shop, locally owned and operated. Go look at Sheriff Longmire's office. Drop by Carla Jean's house, but stay on the sidewalk because folks live there. Comedian Jordan Macon straight ahead for everyone needs a laugh. This is Bob and Shay. She's telling people to drive 120 miles. I looked this up. To go to a, a little town where there's an ice cream shop. And a house. <laughs> and a house. <laughs> People live in, so don't get too close. <laughs> don't be weird. Sounds fun. Uh, that was a very long segment of Sherry just taking over and being like, hey, here's a movie I like. Pfft, neat. <laughs> it's a movie 25 and, and That's a long scene. They played the whole fucking scene. <laughs> they played the whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, she, uh, I don't know what happens with Bob. I don't know if, if he's hit that age of being old where he can't work that long like he can only do the first 45 minutes then he has to take a nap for half an hour and then he comes back for like the nine o'clock hour or something because she is predominantly there the entire time and you heard bob start the show he's there but then there's just hour chunks and he's gone you think that bob is doing kumia hours on this show is what you're telling me well, no, Bob gets to do, oh, he's right. there he's to do the there show. He's actually there to begin the show. Never mind. Yeah, right. so fault. that's, he's already ahead of the game. Okay. What he does past that point is is questionable. It's a good way to trick people into thinking that you're there the whole time. Right. That's how we made our living for 20 years. You got to start years. strong and end strong. And everything <laughs> in the middle doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't fucking nope. matter Repeat it in the nine o'clock hour and you're already in your car going home. Correct. All right. Well, you heard her tease the everyone needs a laugh segment. This is Jordan Macon. You guys ever hear of uh, this comedian? Me neither. And there's a good reason why. He sucks. It's time now for (laughs) Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jordan Macon. My wife and I have been trying different dieting things. We did a Nutrisystem. Anybody done a Nutrisystem in here? All right. I'm still going to do the joke. But it's a... It's one where they send you meals. Well, they call them meals. They're each about the size of a silver dollar. I remember the first day I was like, Adrian, if I put all my meals today on one plate, I would still need an entree for it to be a normal meal for me. There's been no laughs! What do you mean? None! Is that it worked? 
one week in a neutral system, I lost 10 pounds. Thank you. It's not really that exciting because it means I have to keep doing it. But 10 pounds in one week, it was really amazing to know exactly how much the joy inside me used to weigh. <laughs> Them laughing along in the studio is so unnecessary. It's real laughs. This, all right. So, like, when Bob and Tom are doing this the comic is there in the studio doing their bits so you it's annoying but you get it right this is they're playing youtube clips and then they're laughing as if this is happening imagine if raw dog on sirius xm they they go through and there's like a dj on there going all right now we're gonna hear from mitch hedberg and then you hear the dj laughing (laughs) the five o'clock funnies fucking weird don't don't do that uh christian blatt is asking you eric are you sure that this is all live and Bob isn't just recorded in either or both segments? I what a sleuth. I'm Christian thinking Blatt. that now they may have had Bob Bob pre-recorded segments that they just air and everybody else is still live. I'll is it true, that. Christian, that Dennis Miller was actually AI for the last three years of him on the radio? That's what I heard. I heard it was just Dana Carvey. Yep. I think people would notice. <laughs> their website is a bit misleading because I saw their their funny section, whatever, and the way it was listing is like I thought all these comics were on their show. Yes, right. So I'm looking through the list and I see Ray Devito, and I went, "Oh, this is perfect. This will go great for this show." I click on the thing, just thinking, "Oh, this is the segment Ray's on," and it cuts to some uh, another YouTube clip of him on stage somewhere. I'm like, damn it. And I went look through every comic and nobody's been on their show. Nobody. They feature it like they're on the show, but yep. they've never been on the program. Yeah, I know. That was very disappointing because every single episode description is like, and comedian, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. Well, let's see what that's all about. And then, yeah, it's just them playing YouTube clips, probably without permission. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> misleading. <laughs> you know, just a tad. What else did you pick up on from this, E-Rock? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's times where they make things over like a little too silly just because they don't know what to fill time but then there's times when there's a serious clip happening and then uh sorry a silly clip is happening and they take it too seriously okay like no this is a fucking joke so uh clip number four you could just send my cat home no i can't i don't speak cat dudes (laughs) can you imagine being the police officer who comes up on this scene That guy was so funny, but you know what? The way things are these days, I wouldn't have baited the cat owner quite like that. In all seriousness, what is happening to us as a species that we're acting this way? What's happening to you as a radio show that you're acting this way? No, answer the question seriously. What what broke that we are now having these kinds of arguments with the people who live next door? It's a good point. They're attacking the neighbor for befriending the cat. There's yeah. it, there's no rational thing you can do with that. It's a good point is pretty much the equivalent of, okay, moving on. Yeah. Right? It's a good point. All right, can this we get back was, to the video now? Or? Yeah, make with the waka This was a waka. goofy clip <laughs> yeah. that people online, I looked up the clip. It was just this weird argument with a neighbor, and the guy goes, I don't speak cat, and you know the internet thinks funny. Sure. She breaks it down. She goes, but what does this say about society and how we are as people? To, it's like, where did you, what's happened? <laughs> the you duality broke your of head. man. <laughs> yeah, what happened? We were watching a stupid cat clip, and you're going into philosophy and, and, and how we are as a country now due to politics and social means. It's like... What did I? What am I listening to? I'm trying to get fired. All right, let's get back to the bobbing in Gaza. <laughs> this is great right here. 
what else did you pick up on there? Because <laughs> uh, it's uh, we're in the the holiday season. Holiday, uh, Halloween's right around the corner. Um, clip number five. Bob doesn't realize that people really like Halloween. Almost half of Americans made a jack-o'-lantern for Halloween really? or are about to right? make one. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think no, that's really high? Yeah. It is high. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween a lot. has, exp- we've said this before, Halloween has just exploded. Pe- people love it. Brilliant observation. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that, that three seconds at the end, the music's playing. He goes, yeah. people love it. They gave him nothing. Yeah. I think in the studio, too, they were just like, I don't know what to say to Bob here. Like, yeah, everyone's loved Halloween for like 50 years. And now it's <laughs> My also, entire now, lifetime. Sudden, it's been a thing. Yeah. yeah. All, all of a sudden, it's just exploded out of nowhere. People are, d- are dressing up. They're they're making pumpkins out of things. and oh, So stupid. <laughs> all right. So because you brought that up, yeah. there is a secondary podcast they have called Oddcast. I believe this is just for podcasts. It's not for Did the Did you radio. see the slug line for that? What is the slug line? What Bob and Sherry talk about when the mics are off. Whoa, okay. So get excited, everyone. I got some clips. I got a package for us from Oddcast. And this is a segment called Talking Lamar. Now, Lamar is not good at talking. Nope. But nope. let's see what happens. This is the beginning of this podcast episode. This is how they decide to start it. Ooh, you know, I'm liking this, Lamar. Oh, yeah. I'm liking oh, this well, subject. It's... Spooky time, spooky time. The other day, Carla was getting ready, and she called me into the bathroom, and she said, I have stepped on a tile seam on the floor, and immediately I thought in my head, step on a crack, break my mama's back. And she asked me, she said, do you ever think of that? I said, oh, my gosh, yes, all the time. If I'm walking on a sidewalk, I am absolutely trained to skip the cracks. So first off, he's talking about his wife. And apparently she stepped on a tile seam in the bathroom and announced this to her husband. And that led to the whole discussion around stepping on a crack will break your mother's back. I know what you guys are thinking. How was Lamar's mama doing? Is she okay? <laughs> Is he stepping on cracks? As much She's as I tried for not 40 to, years. I stepped on a bunch of cracks and my mama never had a broken back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you. I'm so pissed off having had to hear that. <laughs> what if I told you it gets worse? No. Now he has to go in and explain where that came from. Uh, Stepping out of crack breaks your mama's back. We're all thinking like, yeah, but what's the origin? Why do we say these things, Lamar? I need to know more. It goes back to ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> right. It's going to be something stupid. <laughs> Step on a crack, you'll break your mother's back. Step on a line, you'll break your father's spine. Step in a ditch, your mother's nose will itch. Step in the dirt, you'll tear your father's shirt. And in the mid-20th century, it was used by teachers to scare kids. Now, they would say, you will be eaten by bears at lunch if you step on a crack. What? That doesn't scare me. It don't even rhyme. What good is that? I mean, if you're not rhyming it, I don't even know. You're a teacher. How are you doing that? That, that shouldn't be even scaring anybody. But so that, 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 was, that was where that comes from. I love that story. <laughs> Mid-20th century. My yeah. dad went to Catholic school with the, with the strict Latin nuns that would smack you with a ruler and pretty much just accost you if you got out of line. No one was worried about stepping on a crack and why is it always fucking with your parents? It's like, oh, all the bad stuff's going to happen to your family. That's almost a threat. 
<laughs> well, like, what's wrong with stepping on a fucking crack? That's the thing. Like, why? How is that disappointing children? Like, who cares what they step on? But the other thing too is like the one thing that get, you could actually get hurt is stepping into a ditch, and all that does is make your mom's nose itch. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm and your leg's broken. That. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You break your leg, your mom's like, all right, <laughs> I'm better now. Doesn't make any fucking sense. It's unfair. So yeah, that that whole thing is really really dumb. So now we're gonna go through and we're gonna talk about. Other superstitions that are out there, aside from just stepping on cracks. I know you guys want to hear more crack stepping action. Sorry, we got to move on. We're going to talk about mirrors. Even today, traditional Jewish families cover mirrors after the death of a loved one so as not to risk the departed soul wandering into the reflection and getting lost on its way to eternity. That's spooky. That's say that say that one again because it was so spooky okay. that I want to have I want to have seconds. Let me hear that one again. So Sherry is tuned out as is the rest of the America, and so she goes, "Oh, he's done talking. Yeah, that's crazy. Can he say it again? Because I just want to hear that again. I can't wait to hear <laughs> it. So good. When in the history of radio, Eric Nagel, I ask you, has someone said something? And someone goes, "Can you say that again?" It's embarrassing. Uh, our show, at least Monday mornings, <laughs> okay. we did that all the time. That, that first hour, Anthony would be going about something. Ope's playing Candy Crush, and then he'll be like, uh, "Wait, what? what? What are we talking about? All right, we gotta go to break." <laughs> oh, th- it's the craziest thing. And then Sherry gets way too excited about this because he repeats what he just said about covering up the mirrors because your soul, whatever, Jewish. And so she gets way too excited about this because I think she's embarrassed that she wasn't paying attention. I don't think she was repeat. there. They're not in the studio together. She no, may not. not have been sitting down. She probably just came back from the bathroom <laughs> she was or at something. The put her headphones on. Like, wait, what? Can you say that again? <laughs> right. She was stuck in the dryer. dryer. <laughs> so now she has to pretend like the, she made him repeat that because it was so amazing. Wandering into the reflection and getting lost on its way to eternity. Oh, that is so... Has there been a movie based on that premise? Because there should be. Yeah, there should I don't, be. You know, I don't see be. every horror movie, Lamar, because my overactive imagination makes it hard for me to sleep. But yeah, if there's a movie yeah. based on this, someone will hear it and tell us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is one of history's <laughs> most enduring superstitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocking on wood for good luck. So she's just like, wow, that's incredible. There should be a movie. There should be a sequel. There should be a trilogy. Yeah, whatever. All right, moving on. <laughs> the Lost Jew Soul. <laughs> Yeah, you, if only we had a device where we could just type in horror movies involving mirrors and that maybe a list would show up. Well, Here it we was go. such a cop out. She had nothing else to say because it wasn't that yeah. interesting to begin with. And so she had to act like it was a big deal and make a great movie. And he knew what was happening. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. late, Sherry. Well, fortunately, guys. I know you're thinking, are we done with superstitions? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. We still got a few more to go here in a little bit. Ooh. That's some teaser right there. We still got some more to go. Woo. <laughs> we Here's some children's music while we wait. Nice. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, since you guys are excited about this, I can tell by Eric's face, I'm going to keep it going. Let's Please talk do. about walking underneath a ladder. <sighs> Oof. Watch out, everyone. Do you walk under a ladder? I try, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I try not to. My husband makes fun of me for sometimes he'll, he'll look at me and he'll go, and, and it's like there's surprise on his face. Now, we've been together 15 years. He'll go, Woman, you're superstitious. And I'm like, mm, Well, come to the head of the class, Harry Potter, because you are just. <laughs> mm. 
how often could it possibly come up? That's what I was thinking, too. I have no <laughs> idea whether my wife walks under ladders or not, because we're not roofers. So this doesn't come up. <laughs> you think she you know the someone. Cue that she was lying. <laughs> Yeah. Right at the beginning, which is like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, right. it's already a lie. Right. You're yeah. making this up. Well, they're trying to make this interesting. This guy talking about where that superstition came from and why anyone would give a flying fuck about it. And Lamar now tries to be funny. I'd like to think of myself as regular stitious. I don't know that I'm superstitious. Oh, God. Is that Bob? That's Probably. Not, that wasn't Lamar. That was Bob. Bob! <laughs> I'd like to think of myself as regular stitious. I don't know that I'm superstitious. Just just enough stitious. Regular stitious. <laughs> um, let me, yeah, let me put it this way. Uh, they must know that no one listens to this podcast because they don't seem to give a fuck. No, Bob does that. I've heard it in a few other things that I, I didn't clip because it wasn't worth it. But I've heard Bob where he'd go, um, you know... Uh, whatever the word is and then he'll take yeah. the beginning off of it and he goes well, i'm just this it's like this is his go-to pretty good thing stuff. all the time like this is going to be his comedy hook well he got to nothing. get you into the story he got nothing for that one all right let me run through these real quick rapid fire and then we'll get back to you so salt they talk about you know throwing salt over, over your, your shoulder. shoulder but also lamar talks about how they would put down salt in medieval times in front of um, your front door so that the witches couldn't get in because the witches would have to count each grain of salt. Anyway, I just, I, I just want you guys to hear this and explain this one to me. I've never heard of this before. Here's one of my favorite things in life, salt. Now, Love salt, it. the whole big deal about spilling salt, Salt ain't just for making homemade ice cream and eating watermelon, okay? Okay. Now, maybe I didn't grow up the same way Lamar did. <laughs> no. What the fuck? You put salt on watermelon? Is that a thing? I don't know. Iraq? Is that a thing? I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I know, know that. Why would you, though? I've never heard of that in my life. I get okay, pissed good. when they put that, that uh, that what is it, tagine, the, the Mexican chili spice on all the fruit all the time. It's like, you, you don't need to be putting anything yeah, it's fruit. onto fruit. Yeah, it's delicious. It's, it's delicious. good as it is. It's nature's it's candy. Nature's, candy. nature's yes. fucking candy. Come on. <laughs> we're, all, we're all doing it. So, apparently, Lamar puts salt. He loves salt because homemade ice cream. Yeah. Which also is a weird uh, pretzel is my first. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're on Family Feud, he's getting X's all day with us. Yeah. Why, why do you like salt? Well, I mean, homemade ice cream and watermelon. And, and, and I switch sides. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then uh, Sherry has a great joke. As I mentioned, Lamar talks about how they put salt down to keep witches away. <laughs> this one's really clever, guys. Get ready. Hey, if so you ever, if you ever want to keep me from coming inside your house you don't Ew. need to make a salt circle make a circle out of salt and vinegar potato chips and i'm going to be out there <laughs> every last one <laughs> yeah. and you won't have to let me cross your threshold just keep that in mind for the future okay i didn't see you laughing eric did you want me to play it again maybe you didn't hear it no i heard it, it she, she reminds me of that fat cat lady on family guy that tries to say these little wholesome jokes and yep. then it never lands everywhere and everyone either just walks away or looks at her in disgust that's exactly what it is fucking boo on that one now you'll notice though that lamar and i believe bob as well laughed at that they gave her a very polite (laughs) chuckle wait that wasn't a real laugh (laughs) well this is the other show though so maybe this show they're allowed to do fake laughs so then lamar talking about opening up an umbrella indoors i don't know if you know this bad idea 
So he tries to get his own joke out. And what I love about this is that he gets nothing. Now, there are a lot of bad things that can happen if you open an umbrella inside. That's a whole, that's been a big deal all my life. Some say that if you open a brown umbrella, it's bad luck. If it's a black umbrella, it attracts evil spirits. If you open it in your bedroom, you will have nightmares. Some other problems attributed to opening umbrellas inside could include like ghosts, invasions of ghosts coming into your house, spiritual blindness, sorrow, confusion, depression, oh. all of that. Upset now, stomach. I, I, I'm really sure that none of <laughs> this is anything you got to worry about. But if you ain't careful, you can dang sure put your eye out. If you, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's opening it inside the house. So be careful who's standing close to you when you open it up. You know, that's, that's, that's your biggest problem. Got nothing. Good. He yeah. deserves nothing. All of that buildup, that was a 47-second long clip. I've never heard of any of those no. things. Opening an umbrella no. invites ghosts in. That's probably true. What? He kept going because he saw this was going nowhere, and he's like, well, I got to throw out more stats yeah. about different color uh, umbrellas and where you open it here because maybe that'll lure everybody in. Yep. And then at the end, it's just... <laughs> They're more pissed than nothing. ever. Yeah, and, and then you can poke <laughs> someone's eye out, and they went, no. no they all that's... beat him with umbrellas. <laughs> 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 That's not a thing. I would pay four ninety nine for that. All right, one more stupid station. This is see what I did there. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Bob, you can have that one. This is about rocking chairs. I didn't know this one at all. Now, according to a to another Southern superstition, in a different version, if you're standing up from a rocking chair that you allow to keep moving. See, like when you get out of the chair, you need to steady it with your hand when you get up. If you leave it rocking, that means you'll get sick within the next year. So, uh, Max, have you heard that? Or just no, I haven't heard that one before. No. So you'll get sick within the next year. Who goes a year without getting sick? Well, I mean, it's so so, so stupid. Yeah. I do a thing when I'm driving over railroad tracks. I lift my feet up. Okay. Because if you don't, you will stub your toe in the next same decade. So you got to be real careful. <laughs> What the uh, fuck kind of superstition that you get sick in the next year? And, uh, sometime in the next 12 months, you're going to get the sniffles. Right. <laughs> Careful. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, Eric, what do you got? Dumb people. <laughs> These are dumb, dumb people doing people. a dumb show. I agree. Um, give you one more Halloween clip if you want. Uh, cut number six. Uh, Sherry wants to do something with a pumpkin. I just, I mean, it's hard to get, it's hard to get Americans to agree on anything now. But yeah. almost half of us are carving yeah. a jack-o'-lantern, which is why I am running a jack-o'-lantern for office in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be any worse. I don't know. they got I, a bunch of pumpkin heads there right now. I, I feel like a pumpkin <laughs> could get elected. Boom! <laughs> Fuck you! That was an Opie-level joke right there. You politicians. I don't even know if Opie would have touched that. Would they even know the difference with these politicians? Am I right, people? You know what it reminded me of? When uh, in The Simpsons, when they were yep. bringing that machine in to replace the Bill and Marty, and yeah. he goes, "Those clowns in Congress, what a bunch of clowns!" He's like, "How does he keep up with the news like that?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit! The premise sucked. The punt, the payoff sucked. Everything about that clip. Well, no, well this yeah. next clip here, they're trying something different than they've done before, because we've all heard them uh, attempt to be witty and uh, have some uh, one-liners and stuff, and they bomb. 
But what if they just kept trying it over and over? Ooh, that's always a good strategy. (laughs) Lincoln, Nebraska Police Department is searching for a man who stole hard drives from the Best Buy. The The thief uh, apparently went into the store and stuffed 11 hard drives into his pants before leaving the store. They have a video of the guy. They're looking for him. And, of course, you can make up your own joke. Mine is, well, I actually shouldn't do this joke uh, as a guy. Probably not. Are those 11 hard drives or are you just glad to see them? <laughs> you should have taken that one, Sherry. I should have, I should have planned ahead. And you should have taken that one. Go ahead and, go ahead and use the line, Sherry, to see what it would sound like uh, with you. Oh. Are those 11 hard drives in your pocket or are you just glad to see me? There you go. There you go. That's better. Use the talk back feature, talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Sherry, a word oh, of wait, advice. Wait, don't use the talk back. Don't send them a message. A Please word of advice for you, Sherry. Next time someone says, now you do the exact same joke I just did the Bond, the answer is no. Yeah. I will not. <laughs> I prefer this though. I don't. I don't like hearing the rambling, and then they get nothing. If this happens every time, I might have to listen to this yeah, show. That's true. Where they all keep bombing with the same joke. It's like, you know what? Maybe Max needs to do it the third time <laughs> yeah. around. Max, Lamar, you do the get joke. Get in here. Shut your dog up. I got a thing you got to do. Uh, before we get too far away from superstitions, Missy B brings up one that I think is important. I'm sure you guys have heard this. If you forget to turn the lights off when you leave a room, you will get cancer. You guys know about that one? Damn it. Maybe that's more regional. I don't know. It's a regional type of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, this I, I, I don't know what to say about this show other than they're different than the other shows that do the, all the jock prep stuff. But they need to do the jock prep stuff. It's like, stop going off on your own because we're seeing all this material. And it's just, I mean, I guess it's working. 70 markets, 30 years. They're making some money off of it. I I, I don't know. I just don't know how anyone sits there and listens to this. Well, it's funny because the person who recommended it to us, who was uh, Katie Tucker, and uh, I have a suggestion from Nick Tucker coming up. I wonder if they know each other. Only so many Tuckers in the world. There's Tucker Dixon, Tucker Max. All of them. (laughs) That's that's about all. Step on a crack, break Mother Tucker's back. Katie Tucker said (laughs) she was a fan of this show, and that's why she recommended it. She actually listens to the show. She also did say that we've ruined this for her. Before we even talk Good. about it. What did you it? think was going to happen? <laughs> well, no. Before, I mean, she means it's just like ra- morning radio shows in general. It's hard harder for her to listen to. Oh, okay. But to your point about the, the prep and getting the same stories that everyone else gets, they did do a story that I had heard on other shows. This is the tease for it. Always good to have a tease before the commercial break. All right. You know what we have next? Um, a woman named Brielle has blown up on social media on TikTok for calling out the travesty that is the nine to five lifestyle. And it's completely divided. You either agree with her or you're like, suck it up, buttercup. We have it for you next. It's Bob and Sherry. Okay. So there's this Gen Z TikToker. She's cute. I'm sure you've seen this, right? It went viral. She's going, what the fuck? I have to take the train. She lives in New Jersey. She has a job in Manhattan. And, you know, nine to five, and it takes up all of her time, and she's all bummed out and crying about it. So they both watch this thing, and then they give their takes. And if there's one thing I know about radio, 
is that you want to have a little conflict. You want to have a discussion. You want to have a debate about this. I know so many people that leave their houses before the sun comes up and they don't get home till well after dark and they can barely eat a meal and get and read a bedtime story before they collapse. I am not going to pick on her at all because I feel you, girl. Bob, your turn. I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. I do. It's it's tough to commute into the city. Hey, right, Bob. Even if you agree with her, just pretend you don't. For the sake of having a fucking discussion on this, neither one of them go to the studio. They're all at <laughs> yeah. home. Good how point. Are you, how do you feel, her girl? You haven't been to work in four years. <laughs> Poor Eric. <laughs> I just had some frustration coming from Eric right now. Although I don't remember the last time I saw you at the, the studio as a compound, but uh... me too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, anything else you want to play? I see a, a couple drops on here. You gave. Uh, us. Yeah, there's some. Uh, uh, these were not from the clips we've heard. These were from other things that I just heard randomly, and I said, "Oh, I think this would go good on uh, Carl's show." All right, so I'll give you these, uh, producer Chris, for future drops. Already. Is there a way to get paid to work with just my mouth? It's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> and then, uh, yes, Queen. Was that Bob? Yes. <laughs> so there was wow. a clip where I guess Sherry was recording a conversation with her daughter in the car, and her daughter was telling her about some of this Gen Z lingo that they use on YouTube and social media. And she's explaining it. And I, one of the things that came up was Yaz Queen, how it comes from drag culture, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, it's not like they're playing the vi- the audio and then start start and stopping and to discuss it. They play like four minutes and then Bob has to give his reaction to the four minutes. You know he wasn't listening. He only heard the one thing, so he just kept saying "Yaz Queen" over and over. And they're laughing, and she goes, "Well, there were other things too." And he's like, "Full stop!" And you're like, "Oh, you fucking doddering old asshole! Stop doing yes, your job." Yaz Queen. Well, he went for it. I'll give him that. He did. He wasn't holding he back did. at all. So enjoy those. That almost qualifies as our cringe of the week. Cringe, cringe of the week. But fortunately for us, we have another cringe of the week. This one comes in from Nick Tucker, who's in the chat. Not familiar with Katie Tucker. I got the update on that in real time. <laughs> Thank you very much. Johnny Cush. Johnny Cush. Marijuana happy hour. We talked oh. about how um, he goes to these whorehouses he didn't seem to know what a clit was the last episode that we played. He seemed very confused about female anatomy. So now we learn that he just got a real doll. Now, this was something that they talked about a lot on the radio 20 years ago. Fucking a real doll. But apparently, in his world, this is interesting content for 2023. Unplug the cord, the USB cord from the wall. Okay, I had to unplug the cord. I didn't want to get electrocuted. And I decided... To leave her clothes on, but I pulled her panties down and I, I rubbed her vagina with lube, KY jelly. I just put jelly outside the vagina, inside the jelly, I squirted almost a half a tube inside, and it was warm, and it smelled really good. And I sprayed her with a little bit of perfume that I like, the stripper perfume, gold diamonds. Oh, it is the best. That's every stripper wears that. And I uh, lit some candles, turned the lights off. Went out, had a couple more uh, shots of old cock bourbon, smoked a joint, watched a little porn, got kind of hard, got really, really, really excited. 
It was time. It was time to make love to Anne for the very first time last night. Anne. So um, <laughs> that's a guy who gets a lot of pussy right there. Talking about his rituals, fucking his doll. So much pussy, he's sick of real pussy. Oh, yeah, it's too much. It's annoying. I'm just going to go fuck a doll now yeah. and have a whole fucking day around it. This is what it's come to. Jesus Christ. Doesn't even, he's obsessed with strippers and what they wear and what they smell like, but he yeah. doesn't give her a stripper name. He gives her an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go uh, stump Gertie over Pat. there, Abigail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's what our buddy uh, Johnny Cush is up to. Thank you, Nick. I don't think he likes you, Carl. Checking in on him. Uh, well, he's been going after Phil Elmore lately. Johnny Cush oh, yeah. does not like Phil Elmore. Better not fight him. <laughs> well, that'd be fun. That'd be a good pay-per-view. I would check it out. Now, I did get a song parody that came in from Skinny Chad Zumach. You remember Skinny Chad oh, yeah. Zumach from DabbleCon? Good guy. He won the Dabble Battle. And rightfully so. Yes, at the Dabby Awards ceremony, Missy B was uh, hosting that. And he sent me this song. You know, we've been doing the Carl Song Parody Contest. It's been a slow go, not going to lie. Please uh, keep sending in your Carol Song Parodies. There's a couple that are great that have, are they're already in the finals. So we'll talk about that uh, in the near future. But uh, try to make uh, heads or tails of this one, everyone. Carl the Man Hamburger. Carl, Carl, Hamburger, Carl, Carl, Hamburger. Bring back the WDT and crush the club fit. What are you talking about, this? Why do they podcast WDTP? <laughs> mean that? <laughs> oh, he's such a loser. <laughs> All right. So it's mostly John's stuff, I guess, but... Still, thank you for your submission, Skinny Chad Zubak. We always appreciate that. Why doesn't he podcast should be the song. We miss you, John. Come back soon. Yeah. The problem with all of this is I think all you guys have uh, overfished the sea of Melendez here. Yeah. Because he's he's like, I'm not coming back. They're all good. Like he's in ch- like him putting an embargo is going to have countries collapse financially because he's not going to be there there's just years of shit that they you guys haven't even gotten to yet you're going to be fine going into the next year well let me give you a quick update on centering john because if people are following this pretty closely john decided to go ahead and attack both cardiff and Vinny on twitter and Vinny did not take kindly to it and put out a tweet back to john that he was not happy about this now if you don't know what's going on john has a live show I say coming up, but it's so far out there. It's March 10th. CenteringJohnLive.com for tickets. March 10th. Come to Carlson here in Rochester, New York. And Vinny was putting this whole thing on for John. He was going to figure this whole thing out. They've been having meetings about it. He was going to set up the whole AV, record it. John was going to have this video that he could shop around for additional gigs and things. And, of course, Cardiff is going to be the host of the show for the Q&A portion and I don't know what else. But John being the guy that he is, went ahead and saw Vinny on Point Dabble Point, where Vinny was actually sticking up for John and going after Phil Elmore, but John just decided to bash everyone who was on that show. So Vinny is pissed at John from, from everything that I know, and I haven't talked to Vinny about this specifically. But um, it's very possible that Vinny is not going to be helping John with this show anymore, that he's going to pull out, and just let 
John do his thing, Vinny's going to distance himself from this because we're months and months away and he's already having problems with this guy. This is the thing that I've been talking about. John gets very upset when Adam Hineker brings this up. You're difficult to work with, John. You're very, very difficult to work with. That's surprising. I know, right? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that trying to plan a live show with John eight months in advance would be a lot of work and a huge pain in the ass? I, I like, I think it was on your last show where you said somebody asked, like, well, what if he doesn't show up? What are you guys going to do? And you're like, it's a Sunday night show. They're, they're going to survive. It's not going to be any financial dent at the all. The comedy club could care less about this. This is the thing that John doesn't understand. They've sold tickets. They've sold enough tickets that it's worth everyone's while to make this thing happen. So I assume it's going to happen. If it doesn't, if for some reason John bails on it, we'll do something. We'll figure something out, I'm sure. But I know for a fact, Saturday night, they're doing subreddit surfing live at one of the rooms at Tommy at the Carlson. So people are coming into town for this. You'll definitely have that going on. And then the Sunday, you know, we'll see. Maybe we should take bets or something. Will this Maybe show we should have people happen? doing his act. Just go up there and just do his entire act since he's not there. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> not a I bad mean, idea. we all know it. We can bring back uh, <laughs> deep fake stuttering John yeah. for that one. Uh, Get producer Chris up there. <laughs> All right. You know what Stuttering John could really use is banana bags. You've heard me talk about this, bananabag.org. Pharmacist formulated, and this is a hydration system. What it is, is a packet. You pour this into a glass of water. It's an oral alternative to the banana bag IV that you would find in hospitals. So it is formulated with the same ingredients that you would get from that. It really does work. I've used this. It really does work. Uh, I recommend people check it out. Bananabag.org slash WATP. WATP is the promo code to get you 25% off. And you have to drink it slowly. This is the thing about this. In order to absorb correctly, when you're dehydrated, you want to just chug. You chug as much as possible, and then you you pee it all out. The way that this works is you drink it slowly the night before. Then you go drinking, you drink all you want, all the bottles of whiskey you could possibly drink. <laughs> you go the next day, you go, oh, fuck, that was a bad idea. You pour this into some water, you drink it slowly. It is a miracle cure. Gets you going again, gives you the energy you need, gets you rehydrated, focused. You don't lose an entire day out of your life because you wanted to have a good time one evening or maybe seven days a week or whatever it is. Sure. However you live your life. If I want to save time, can I just mix it with tequila? Do they recommend <laughs> they that? They don't recommend mixing okay. it with tequila. All right. I'm learning. What about lining it up to do a bump? <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking it. All right. Well, that's that's not a bad idea. Pop Johnson says, big bananas gotten to Carl. <laughs> yes, I'm a shill for big banana. Uh, banana bag oral solution comes in a couple of different flavors. The one they gave me is uh, Sweet Orange. They also have Unsweetened Lemon Lime. I believe they're working on some additional flavors as well, but please go check out bananabag.org. Use the promo code WATP. Get 25% off your purchase. It's also available on Amazon.com, but when you buy from Amazon, they don't get as much money. I don't get uh, any recognition that we helped you out. So if you must do that, at least go through the uh, Drew and Mike portal. Get them some of the money if you're going to go shopping on uh on Amazon. I, I was worried when you said you have to drink it slow. I'm thinking like, oh, is this like a pop rocks and Coke thing? If you drink it too fast, your head explodes. <laughs> Forgot about that whole thing. Let's test it and find out. <laughs> I like that. It's a good idea. 
All right. I happen to know Eric is here with us. Eric hasn't been on the show in a little bit. We always love when he comes on because Eric pays attention to WATP. He's one of these guys like Brian Johnson. And when he comes on, he knows what's going on. He knows the cast of characters and he is a huge fan of Patty Broken Skull. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Patty's got this other channel on YouTube, that dude with ears. And he's trying to emulate my music special. He's playing DJ while playing his own music. So he's setting it up and then he puts on the track and we're all rocking out together. And his music is that death metal stuff that he screams over. Right. So this is uh, we'll start off here. This is him explaining, you know, the music that we're about to hear and how this is him singing the song. Uh, Also, keep in mind, every track that I do here features my vocals and that's it. All right. I didn't do anything else to the song besides my vocals. And uh, some of these songs I have never heard before. I just went in and did my thing. And this is what it is. Uh, So let's get into this track one. One of my favorites. Uptown Funk. Don't give it to you. Let's go. I'm not touching this. This is happening on his end. The music got turned way down to the point where it's muffled. You can't hear it at all. He's got all those default compression settings on, so every time... Well, it's hard to tell what's happening. He's hearing it in his headphones just fine, so he thinks it's coming through. My buddy Doug from the jingles department, who tipped me off to this, thinks that maybe he's just playing it out of his speakers of his computer... And so we're just hearing it being picked up by his microphone or this something. Track in particular here, one of my favorites. It was something I just can't. But it sounds like shit. All right. And I'm going to fast forward five minutes later to see if it gets any better here. Let's see uh, what it sounds like as he's rocking out. Sounds like he's streaming through the old real audio player. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's not good. He's, he's all excited about what's going on on his end. He doesn't realize that the people listening live are, are not hearing this at all. It sounds like complete shit. Because as far as I'm concerned, on my end, it sounds fine. Everything sounds perfect when it's plugged in. This is 31 minutes in after he's been doing this whole show. Oof. Going through the line mixer, into the mixer, everything sounds great. Nope. But... <laughs> You guys must be hearing something else. Because when I hit, when I hear the playback, it does not sound like this. Uh, poor guy. He's getting bummed out. <laughs> Apparently, is no sound of anything, huh? <laughs> All right, so he's having what some... What was the hand thing going through I, this? Well, he had like a cable in his hand. I think he was trying to figure out if things weren't plugged in or see i'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) so he's doing this whole show and i guess someone in the chat or maybe someone messaged him who knows him and just goes yeah Yeah. we can't hear the music he's like what 
So he went back and listened. He's now like, oh. you tell me. Yeah. So he's all bummed out. And it's bad enough that Centering John has left the dabble first. This really got to our buddy Patty Broken Skull here. All right. This shit sucks. The music doesn't fucking work. It's just going to, I mean, apparently you can't have any singing or anything. I don't know what the fuck's happening. But it doesn't work at all. It's not beneficial whatsoever. So there's the end of the lives, folks. We're fucking done. Uh-huh. We're just done. There's no. there's no point to this at all. Uh-huh. There's no point to being live on Great Job Awesome. No point to being live over here. The music doesn't even work. So that defeats the whole purpose. But that's all I'm going to be doing from now on. I'm only, I don't really give a fuck about podcasting or that stupid world. No. I don't care about being a part of it. I'm not even really a part of it anyways, if you really think about it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Five people lumped my name into some group. And most of the people in that group were like, he's not that, blah, 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 whatever. But Five people lumped his name into some group. I'm guessing he's talking about Opie. Jerry Banfield, like the Who's Said It game is basically what he's talking about there. And then people are like, oh, I don't know if he's as famous as Jerry Banfield. I don't know. A year from now, this will be part of Who Said It. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll forget. Five people love Who Said That. <laughs> yeah. This incident, this technical incident here, is so, got him so dejected that now it's affecting his entire world of broadcasting. Yes. That everything doesn't matter. Like, this is his come-to-Jesus moment where everything doesn't matter that he's doing anymore. Everything in his life is hanging by a thread at all times. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, like he eats his cereal and the milk gets warm. He's like, fuck it! Yeah. Nothing works for me! Like, all right, calm down. They're hanging <laughs> as poorly over. as his, his, his collection of $5 headphones from <laughs> Five below in the background there. Oh no! Tell you it ain't so. Fucking hate it. Like I, 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 I this is probably gonna be the last time for a lot of things, guys. Uh-oh. I'm just fed up. And it's not all your fault. <laughs> it's not all your fault, but <laughs> this idea that I have some sort of a fan base is fucking fiction as fuck. Oh. Tell that to Johnny Cush. <laughs> it's a fantasy world. <clears throat> Start a support group. And that's how it ends. Wow. And that's but how it ends. With Patty, all it takes is a minor victory and he'll be back. True. So something has to go right. Right. Let's build the fan base. It's not fiction as fuck. It's not. It's it's non-fiction as fuck. <laughs> Do you think he feels the same way about his kids that you don't hear it back in the in the oh, background anymore? God. Fiction, Someone take fiction them. as fuck. <laughs> I used to have a family. I just don't know how I'm gonna be able to handle this. We got Patty gone. Uh, who's the other guy stuttering? Uh, I already forgot. Yeah, all right. But anyway, another guy that we talk about on the show. Mm. So I don't know what we're going to do now and who we're going to talk about. Some are on and some deranged stories that are very strange. Weird news. <laughs> oh, that's right. Scorch is still out there. Weird I news. almost forgot. <laughs> hey, let's see what oh, Scorch is Scorch. up to. Dad jokes. Dad <laughs> One jokes. of our uh, listeners puts together these compilations of uh, Scorch segments, and we were playing them for a little while, and I got away from it, and I, I'm, I'm an idiot, because these are great. <laughs> I miss Scorch. I bet Scorch you was great. Scorch was fun where he was doing his PFG TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd have a set, and then the next week he's, like, in the back part of a bar, like, yep. for no reason. And then he was telling you how he's going to be syndicated to London. Like, they're carrying his TV show internationally. 
And then he's back at like every other episode. He's in a different spot with a different story. He puts John's delusions to shame. Scorch. Yeah. He thought he was a nationally syndicated TV host. And you're right. There was uh there was this one. He did have a, a set one, at one point, And then he's just in a bar and grill in front of like a fireplace. And nobody in the place is there to see him. Everyone's just milling about, going about their business, and he's pretending to be running a talk show. It's did he do so the OP where he asked the bar to turn their music down because yeah. he's trying to podcast? <laughs> Even he's not that delusional. Hey, I'm doing a show over here. Yeah, doing well, it's podcast. also happy hour. <laughs> so he's on the radio with T. Rye, and uh, this might be the saddest thing I've ever heard. I believe this to be real. Scorch is going to tell us about one of his dreams in life. And how we can make this dream come true. Something happened maybe yesterday, maybe the other day, but I just learned about it today. And it could be the start of one of my dreams coming true. It's, it's a long shot, but it could be there. I was showing T-Ride that Sue's Bake Shop was sold. Now, the guy that bought it, he just wants to be the landlord. Yeah. He is hoping that they, whoever buys it, whoever t- leases it, right. keeps it some sort of bakery. You would have to, I would think. They, he said, I don't want a national chain coffee shop, right. we'll say there. Local. I want a local bakery. But I've got such, well, although it's getting better, but it's not a good enough that I can go to a bank and say, hey. Right, you, would well, you, you don't have a long enough yeah, like that either. Yeah, would you so. give me, would you give me 50000 100000 bucks? So. So Scorch just said his credit isn't such that he could get $50,000 loan from the bank to start up a business, but it's getting there. So that's good news. What do you think Scorch's salary is in this uh, one market that he's in doing a What market show? is he in? Oh, God damn it. I should know the answer to this. Is it's he in like Wisconsin. In it's Wisconsin? Um, Eau Claire, right? Or am I, is that um, where, what's his name's from? Is that where Aaron Imholt's from? Probably doing... 50,000. Okay. I think somewhere 50 to 60 because he's All the right. morning guy and he's probably the only live guy on the station. But if his credit is at this point of his life, uh, as he said, isn't as such, it just makes you think like how many cars have they repossessed? You know, <laughs> like what has he done that the, his credit is yeah. such shit and he's in his 60s? Yeah, it's not good. All right. But let's see. How can he pull this off here? I'm hoping I can get a hold of this guy. His name was printed in the paper. And I'm hoping maybe I can convince him to hold the papers, hold the lease. So I pay him as opposed to a bank. Right. And, folks, I'm not saying I'm going to quit my job here. I would love to do both. It's been a, and we've spoken about it how many thousands of times, it's been a goal of mine to open up a bagel shop. Mm-hmm. Did you know this about our buddy Scorch? Is it goal in life to open up a bagel shop? No. No. And also admitting to a crime on the air is also, uh, I guess, one of his dreams. He's like, here's how I'm going to su- go around the government and pay taxes and stuff. I'm going to lay it all out for you. Yeah. Now I'm going to get my mom to sign the lease. And then. <laughs> all right. I'll take it when she dies. So. All right. So it's his goal to own a bagel shop. I mean, I appreciate realistic goals in life, but you should accomplish them if you're going to keep it realistic. Just my opinion. Let's find out what his amazing vision is here. That has 60 different kinds of bagels and 35 60. different kinds of cream cheese. Yes. That might be uh, excessive. I don't, need, I don't think you need 60 different types of bagels. Like maybe find a dozen that people enjoy that are good sellers and just start with that. 
Man, he's the old guy that's selling the rainbow bagels and the rainbow cream cheese, and the, it's this much cream cheese in between the bagel, like a Katz's deli sandwich, and he's charging eleven dollars for it. Right. I just I can't even name twenty different styles of bagel. No. Sixty. I'd be. That's a lot of overhead. Yeah. It's a lot of overhead, right? It's like there used to be a place, and now a lot of places are like this, but there used to be a place in Rochester called McGregor's. And their claim to fame was they had 110 or 120 beers on tap. And it's like, well, how do you keep the beer fresh? They don't. Right. <laughs> it's the answer. It's just like, don't order beer that's not popular. It's going to suck. It's been <laughs> it's, there. It's, it's, like, yeah. uh, it's like the Duff factory where you just see one pipe and then it breaks off into all the different <laughs> labels and just right yeah. to the beer. <laughs> Semi-imported. <laughs> and I think that would be a perfect place. We don't have the bagel shop here. Anymore. They don't. Well, I think yeah. there's the Einstein's bagels that's on. I've here, never been. But there. don't promote the competition, Scorch. Come on, <laughs> you're on the radio here and stop it. But Einstein's bagel that plays the other rock station on their store all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. But I want to have like not a chain bagel shop. I want right. to have a local bagel shop. And I've worked at bagel shops. I've made bagels. I am of that persuasion. No. My people know how to make them damn Your bagels. Do you think he peaked working at a bagel shop? I'm starting to get that sense. This guy's in his 60s on the radio. And he's going, you know, I used to work at a bagel shop. When? In the 70s? When? What are you talking about? Right after my last morning show gig, I would leave and then go and work bagels for the Probably. rest of the day. I know. That's what I was <laughs> Time to make the bagels. We know how to make them bagels. So Stop saying bagels, that's please. my goal. I would love to see if I can somehow convince this guy to hold the paper okay. and let me lease the bakery. It's got all the equipment. It's got all the the, the, the bed. Like the, turn, the bread you know, turnkey operation. Yeah, it's good. Ready to go. When I was reading that, that he's keeping. And I can also launder money out of there. <laughs> it can also be a front for. <laughs> I got tons of ideas. <laughs> All right, I have to ask the question. Will one of the varieties be the Eric Nagel sex bagel? I just want to know because I will order. If he's smart, a, he would. Half a dozen of <laughs> look, if, look, I would love it. Ron Bennington has his own cupcake. Why can't I have my own sex bagel? Good point. Chad Zumek has his own hot sauce, for Christ's sake. You, can, mm. you tell me that Eric Nagel from It's Eric Nagel can't have his own sex bagel? Come on. In there for right. all the equipment. Cream cheese not included. All the all the uh, ingredients that are still there uh-huh. that would still be the ones that are still fresh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, holy shit, he's really. This is very real. Am I wrong about this, Eric? He's going. I mean, there was a bakery in there. They probably left some flour behind, right? I can just walk right in there and start making <laughs> shit today. This probably what he was going to do during the pandemic. He was trying to figure out how to get some of that, like mm. that PPP money or something. Yeah. He's like, I could just take it and make my own bagel shop. And then he didn't qualify for that. He didn't qualify for anything else. And now he still thinks that he's like, well, one of these days I'm going to retire from the glamorous world of radio on top and then go off into the sunset with my own bagel shop. I think he even knows that ship has sailed. Eric. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he's in one market in Eau Claire. Bob and Sherry are in 70 markets with their horse shits. They're killing him in the ratings. (laughs) It's insane. Wouldn't that be something great? Parking? It's in a great spot. I want to see you in the little white hat. Do you know the other spot that I really want? She's not taking this seriously at all. She's like, yeah, you'd be a dork. Good for you. Go for it. I think T-Roy hates Scorch, by the way. Just their back and forth. I get the sense that she's so... She's constantly rolling her eyes. She gets home and her eyes are tired. When is this guy going to die? <laughs> it's such a cornball. His show's the reverse. 
everybody else is working from home, but Scorch insists on coming into the studio, and he's the only one there. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Fudgicle says, laugh out loud at Carl, thinking Scorch ever stopped working a regular job to survive. <laughs> Scorch probably made bagels for a living like last year. Yeah, good point. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, I was telling my mom about this. And she says, call the holiday people. Maybe they'd be willing to hold the hold the papers for you. That holiday gas station, former holiday gas station at the corner of Brackett and uh, Rudolph. The okay. Local, you know what I'm talking about? The one right in the corner. The one, okay. They're trying to lease that out. Now. The one right by the station. <laughs> okay. What the fuck? He called his mom and his mom goes, well, you know, there's another place that's for lease. <laughs> no no one's supporting him. <laughs> what the fuck? This is... Eric, this is real, right? I'm not crazy. This hey, one bitch. guy's mom bought him a condo in Florida, and the other, this guy wants to buy a bagel shop. So I guess this is just what you do now for the boomers. I talk to my mom is a weird thing for a six year old man to say. I that she's know. still alive is pretty amazing too. It is. Yeah. Well, he's got good genes, as you can tell. I, I want this deal to go down exactly how he has it in his head. Yeah. That he gives this money to the guy holding the papers, mm-hmm. and that guy then takes the money and then completely fucks over Scorch because Scorch has no legal recourse yeah, right. to do right. it. No so- leverage whatsoever. He walks up there, the doors are locked. It's like change the locks. Like fuck. Oh, no paper trail. <laughs> give, give him like somewhere in the five figures. That guy takes it, makes his own <laughs> successful business. In that building, and and Scorch can't do anything about it, but drive past and just look no, sad. It's, it's worse than that. He sponsors the radio show, and Scorch has to do live reads for it. <laughs> yes, he buys yes. ads, makes right. him do live reads. All right, so there's uh, the No Scorch Bagel Shop has a special this weekend. They're trying to lease that out now. Imagine that Ooh. as a bagel place. That's a great area. What a location. Yeah. Holy crap. I think you could do it. That would be a I'm huge, not working for you. That would be a huge place. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the 200th market in the U.S. How could a location be the most amazing location? <laughs> She's like, I'm not working for it. She doesn't want to work for him now, but she has nothing else <laughs> right, to do yeah. right now. She's like, if I could get the fuck out of here, I'd be gone. I'm He's not working like at your bagel shop. Fifty second in Broadway or something. Just the foot traffic alone. We're gonna kill it over here. I like how he's not only soliciting his staff, but maybe the listeners to come yep. work for him, <laughs> like Master Poe used to do. But you forked up some cash. I can't really say that on the air, can I? I? I don't think you're supposed to. Thank you. No, nice try though. Well, if you want to email me and. I can email you Anybody back. Anybody would like to talk finances, you can e- you, please you, email me. You email me and I'll email you back and you ask you for the money. <laughs> 9290X. <laughs> he literally just solicited listeners to give him money, yeah. lend him money. <laughs> Even T-Rex like, I'm probably Did he just say 9290X? <laughs> like, did he get his own frequency wrong? <laughs> he might have. Let me see if I can scrub just back a couple seconds here. <laughs> 9290X. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So wait, there isn't a 9290? Oh, I think it's the X. 9290 the X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like my version. Yeah, better. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so disheveled because she's not liking this conversation. She's also insulted that he's trying to solicit her to come work at his bagel place. And then she's mocking his dream now for the rest <laughs> of this bit so just to get him to go to commercial. It really is incredible. That, that whole segment... Is uh, one of the best stubs for Scorch. Mm. That is fantastic. So God bless them. God bless stuff. Scorch. Um, I wanted to bring this up because who are these broadcasters is on our YouTube channel. It's hosted by Christian Blatt and Eric Zane. They're doing a fantastic job. We've moved the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. 
However, because Eric Zane and I are filling in for Anthony Cumia on Compound Media on Halloween this Tuesday, they're moving their show to Sunday night. So I think at 8 p.m. Eastern time, Don Jameson's going to be on there. They have a celebrity guest host coming on. Um, so Is who are Scorch? Th- no, 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 Don Jameson. Oh, okay. Scorch. <laughs> so, um, but who are these broadcasters? What they do is they go through the world of broadcasting, and one of the things they talk about is talk shows. And when you talk about talk shows, you have to talk about the return of the late-night shows. That's As soon as the writer's strike ended, all of a sudden we had the likes of Stephen Colbert back on the airwaves. Now, I don't know who's watching this shit. Stephen Colbert is the worst. He's just a pandering unfunny motherfucker at this point he's smug and he's smug about it i don't know who enjoys this so this is who are these broadcasters watching john fetterman on stephen colbert and they're talking about the relaxed dress code in congress because of john fetterman who can't dress himself because he's brain dead (laughs) and watch this bit this is so this is what late night television has turned into and i know eric has some thoughts on this that i want to get after we uh check let's out visit clip. with the center for a little bit longer yes and, and I, I i i swear you know it's assumed that it was about for me and of course i don't know why i mean the way i dressed but uh, i never asked for it you know and then when i knew that this was going to be announced i was like oh boy here it comes but uh but i was really struck by you know, oh, my God, the world is going to burn because he's going to wear a hoodie on the floor. But uh, I mean, like Ukraine or shutting down the government or you know, all these issues. I think it's much more important to seize, you know, what will this man wear on the floor of the Senate? Oh, bullshit. Uh, well, uh, just in case you want to well, stay casual and formal at the same time, we got you a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Come on. This is gold, Jerry. Gold. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It, 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 so, oh, I'm very yeah, exactly. It only comes in large, so it might look like a, uh, a onesie on you. Yeah. So this is what they're doing right now. This is the level of writing that's going on in these late night. This is why these people are on strike. They're like, well, who's going to come up with the tuxedo t-shirt gag if you don't hire us back and give us more money? One more example of how bad this is. Because, you know, Stephen Colbert is very much a Democrat, so he's very much pro-John Fetterman. And if People are watching who don't know this, or maybe they live in another country. This guy you're watching, this fat retard, is a senator, which is ridiculous. There's only 100 of them in this country, and he's one of them. Fetterman, I guess someone talked in his ear or something. Actually, that iPad in front of him is giving him notes on what to say and stuff like that, because John Fetterman's so brain dead. So at this point, he kind of clumsily remembers that he brought a gift for Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah. Now, this is... More comedy gold coming up. Well, we have one last clip from this uh, that, uh, you know, Stephen provided Fetterman with a gift. And, uh, well, there's only one way that uh, you could make this segment end on an even funnier note. Thank you for having me here, too. And and I think I understand, you know, we brought uh, a present here. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, you know, you have me a present, so I think I think we brought you one, too. Uh, oh, I can't. Is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. So natural. No, no, I don't think you get it, Eric, because it's one of his sweatshirts. Of course. And Stephen Colbert is smaller. (laughs) Okay. Second funny thing. I think they gave me 
They gave me your size, so I think I could go camping in this. Okay. So, yeah, two funny things. All right. All X, right. Y, and that show's over. <laughs> so, Eric, you and I actually have had this conversation before because you were there. You still are for the downfall of radio. And mm-hmm. you and I have had these candid conversations about radio did it all wrong. They right. they they were going to die anyway, obviously. I worked at a newspaper in the early 2000s. And, you know, the classifieds is where the newspaper made a lot of their money. And Craigslist came in and said, oh, yeah, no, you can just advertise all this shit for free. And it was pretty much the end of the newspaper business right then and there. And, of course, podcasting and, and even YouTube and things like that had made it very difficult for radio to uh, compete. And you always thought they should have invested into talent. I think I brought this up recently where Sirius XM was at least smart enough to say or serious to say, let's get Howard Stern and have him exclusively. So people want to check out Howard Stern. They have to come to us. And that's right. That's how you get people listening in this day and age where there's so many options. You get a big get like that. And radio decided instead to go, well, we'll just lean in on, on the fact that we make a playlist for you, something that you can easily do on your own. And you probably might enjoy more. But anyway, my point is, is that late night, TV is dying, if not dead. Mm-hmm. But there's more shows than there ever were before. This chart right here that I'm showing is the advertising revenue for select late night TV programs and the major TV programs. It was close to a billion just not too long ago, 2016. And it has declined all the way down to 340 million in 2022. At the same time, these hosts are getting paid more and more money, these huge contracts right. that they're getting. Around that time, that 2014 to 16, is when uh, Late Night was having its second renaissance, you know, since the 90s with Leno and Letterman. Letterman was about to retire, I think, like 2015. So they were ramping up for at least a year. They pulled uh put out all the stops all the celebrity stuff like there was just every night something was going on and then around that time too is when uh fallon took over the tonight show yep from uh from the late night run and then leno's second run so there was a big um uh to do with that so a lot of people were focused on this i i'm trying to remember somewhere around there i think uh craig uh Craig Ferguson, Craig, Craig Ferguson handed was over stepping to, down. Yep, Conan to, was uh, moving to TBS and doing all his stuff. And mm-hmm. um, there was still interest in it because they were still being uh, still giving you great material for what was uh, happening during the day in the news. And then their bits, their comedy stuff were still showing that they were putting some effort into it. Then everything changed where now they realized like, oh, we got to start doing our major network talk show. For YouTube, not even for the television audience. Right. Who gives a fuck about them? We need to get the kids on YouTube and the younger people on YouTube who aren't watching this show anyway. So screw the audience we already had that grew up with it and and have been around since like the Johnny Carson era or whatever, still watching late night out of routine. They didn't care. They started segmenting all the shows for the monologue is tight because we can clip this right away for youtube then the first bit uh skit we're doing is strictly for youtube it's going to suck on television but it's going to do great online so that's what they care about then the celebrity stuff was in there and and it's not even having a discussion with those people anymore it's working a bit into the interview now so now the interview's a bit and then there's another bit before the music act like it's just all segmented for clipping uh for youtube and, and what have you they didn't give a fuck about the TV audience. In fact, they brought in a YouTuber to do late night. They brought in Lily Singh to go on after uh, Seth Meyers. 
Um, and that lasted almost two years and tanked. They, she had a massive audience on YouTube. Their mm-hmm. YouTube audience hated what she was doing on TV. The TV audience hated her. So they were losing in every direction. She she was getting a lot of shit for black exploitation. Like they, they uh, a lot of the, the the black communities were going after her, saying that she was uh, appropriating their culture because she was doing a lot of uh, slang and dressing and hip hop stuff and whatever. And she's uh, an an Indian girl from Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And she's acting like she grew up in South Central Los Angeles. So um, that they brought that in. Then you saw the writing was on the wall. Like oh, this is where it's all going. And then. All the other shows kept going. They would brag about, you know, Colbert was number one this week with 2.1. Like, on the worst day, Leno and Letterman never was near a 2.1. Like, they were maybe a high four, low five, and that was a bad day for them. Now they're they're crowing. It's like, Colbert's number one, 2.1 over The Tonight Show. What did they have? A 1.9. Nobody's watching this shit. It's Nobody's terrible. It. Right. Colbert and Jimmy it. Fallon are making north of $15 million per year. Right. No one's watching because you, you won't see that going forward. Whenever if they still keep going late show and tonight show after these two leave, whoever they come in is getting nowhere near that money. This writer strike didn't help because they were gone and everyone realized I don't need to watch. If you were in that routine of late night for so long, I don't need to stay up for the local news. I don't even need to stay up past the local news to see the head, the, the the monologue from Jimmy or or Stephen or whoever. And then I don't need to watch Saturday Night Live. We'll throw them into this thing, too, because they were gone for several months. They didn't even finish out their season. No one gave a shit. Now that it came back, that first Monday, usually like uh, the entertainment shows, Today's Show, Good Morning America, would have clips of something from sure. John Oliver or Colbert or whatever. There was nothing. That following really? Monday, hey, they're back. That was it. There were no clips, no follow-ups. There was no social media buzz. There was nothing in the press about it. It's like, oh, they're all back now. No one cared that any of these shows are back, and it's, they still don't care. It was dying leading up to this, and all they did with, with this strike, which I, I know for whatever reason they were doing it, it just shot themselves in the foot. Saturday Night Live came back like two weeks ago, and uh, what did they say? Oh, Pete Davidson did a, a cold intro about uh, what was going on in Israel and Palestine. There was nothing else about the show. No skits that he was terrible or skits that were good. The music performance, nothing. I think we're on the third week back. Still, nobody knows who the hosts are anymore. Nobody gives a shit about any of the clips. There's nothing. It's dead. And I don't know how they can even come back from it. So how much longer is this going to go on for that they have these late night hosts? Like it, Jimmy Kimmel could be doing something better with his time, I would have to guess. Until they, until the networks figure figure it out. Or we'll see. Disney's looking to sell off ABC. They want to get. They want out of the television network business. So if they sell that off, whoever buys it could axe Kimmel, could axe all of these other things, and figure something else out. Because whatever they have right now, that eight to eight to ten, eight to eleven, depending on their local news, isn't making money for them anymore. It's all right. these stupid game shows, singing shows, cheap crap that's there. No one gives a fuck about it. And late night was supposed to be a big money maker, and as you saw in the in the in the grid there, nobody wants to advertise it anymore. Nobody cares. Well, that's the thing. If only people are watching it because of YouTube, how do you sell that to an advertiser? Say, well, you got to be on Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. Right. What's the audience like? Well, you know, there's 20 million views on YouTube in a month's time. Like, well, how does that help me? They're selling separate ads for, I mean, because you got to do stuff through YouTube, but like for the networks, I looked in. They got to run some pre-roll stuff through so Google can make their money. 
but they can also put in their own ads from their own advertisers in there that they I don't know if they split the profits or something with Google, but they can sell their own ads for these videos and these clips that you're seeing on YouTube there. So now they're you have a major national network with a primetime late night show and they're not giving a fuck about selling that show there. They're worried about selling it for YouTube and TikTok and those kind of things. And they're not getting anywhere near the money that you could get on that, uh, that network television used to command for advertising on these shows. You're getting fractions of it, but it's more important to have it over there than it is to have it on your own network. Well, as a uh, YouTuber and podcast host, I say good riddance. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, everyone. <laughs> now, yeah, it's just pointing everybody over to here to, to, to streaming and to podcast, video podcast, all that stuff. We, we still have the Screen Actors Guild thing going on. And even if they came back tomorrow, it takes a week for them to reset. No, no, the uh, the actors, right? That yeah, is... the, the Screen Actors. Uh, not Screen Actors Guild, sorry. The Screen Actors. SGA SAG AFTRA. AFTRA. Yeah. yeah. When that comes back, you're still not going to have new television till the summer at this point. If they come back now, your fall TV season starts next summer. The movies have already been pushed to 2025. So next year is just going to be, you know, barren of, of very little new content. You fucked everything up. You got people out of these routines that don't exist anymore. It's almost impossible to get these people back to watching television, appointment television at 8 p.m. for a new show, for 11 o'clock for your local news, 11.30 for the late night shows. No one gives a fuck. They're not even DVRing it. I saw some on CNN a while ago. They were showing a piece that the DVR statistics are down because when a, if you didn't watch a show, they gave up to three days for the right. DVR numbers to come in, and that would add to the ratings for that Monday episode. Yep. They're tanking, too. People aren't setting their DVRs. Most people don't have DVRs anymore. Older people do, or families maybe. But uh, younger people, they're all streaming, if they even have cable. They, they, if you miss something, it's like, oh, it's on 8, eight o'clock. Like, NBC does this. The If they have a show on at 8 o'clock, oh, fuck watching it on TV. I can go right to Peacock right now, and there's the episode. And I can just watch it instead of watching television. So every direction they think they're making moves to stay relevant they're cutting off their nose to spite their face in every other financial direction so they're just all going to collapse at some point because what's the point of having a network anymore right the the way to stay relevant in my opinion is you gotta just keep starting new shows and no one knows that better than our boy opie opie just launched a uh, a brand new <laughs> opie turned into An he's like maybe if i dress like anthony i'll get i'll get some money here <laughs> No, I have a clip of uh, what that guy's up to. I don't know if you know about this. Opie started a brand new show. Uh, All right, Tuesdays at Get Parts. What's going it's on? not Tuesdays at Get Parts. Shut up. Stop it with your autoplay. <laughs> nonsense opie <laughs> i'm blocked on all this stuff so I, I don't know unless clips are sent to me and that's usually how we find out oh well then uh, i have some very good news for you okay opie has a new show called comedy quick hits with opie and i'll just read the uh description on here for you here's a sneak peek of opie's podcast comedy quick hits with opie available now wherever you get your podcast subscribe and share these hilarious clips have been curated from Opie's solo show, which he embarked upon after the end of Opie and Anthony's show in 2014. Opie's solo show has been acclaimed as some of his best work in his career, and this series serves as a quick-moving best-of. For those of you looking for a good laugh, get ready to be entertained with these quick comedy clips from some of the best comedians in the business. Are you excited about this? 
Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the fact that it says Opie's solo show has been acclaimed as some of his best work in his career. By who? Cite your him. sources. Yes. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about, Opie? That's not all his footnotes at the bottom are all say him and whatever date of the episode that he said it in. Well, that's the funny thing too is his hashtags down here. Hashtag Opie. Then he misses the hashtag on Opie and Anthony. Hashtag radio. Hashtag comedy. Hashtag clips. Hashtag funny. Hashtag funny video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that helps out all your clips is by putting really broadband generic hashtags and, and you know one or two maybe and then narrow down to the the specifics. Uh, let's just say let's uh let's do um uh, streaming. Let's do streaming. Yeah. Let's Radio, do phones. Funny. Let's do yeah. <laughs> Computers. <laughs> MacBook. <laughs> what an idiot. All right, let's check it out. Get ready to laugh, everybody. The uh, the eleven dollars. On your dashboard, right? And then they're saying that Marie just called. She wants her five fifty. Oh, sounds good. Uh, why does Carl's car have sweat stains on the roof? <laughs> Since coming out here and talking about this, that was the first clip from the sneak peek. And now we're already moving on to the next one. Pretty good stuff. Carl Ruiz is laughing, so it must have been really funny. Was there was this a live stream video that he just made audio only? Like, you don't even have the video clip for this? I don't think he used to video stream back then. I could be wrong. I think this is just his uh, podcast. Okay. It's a combination of the podcast he was doing when Carl and Vic were still alive and oh, his radio show one. he was doing in the afternoons on Sirius XM. Because I don't think there's going to be any uh, Opie and, and Jim on here. So I think it's just no. going to be Opie radio stuff that he was doing on Sirius and on the, the podcast. Well, he also doesn't have that stuff, so. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. <laughs> Since coming out here and talking about this, you know, I have to say that I only wrote Susudio once, you know, and I recorded it once. Mm. I didn't record it 100,000 times. And this is definitely Sirius XM. Yeah, because this is Phil when we Collins had Phil is, Collins on. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Collins was doing the rounds in the building. And they're like, all right, get, get into this studio, go into that studio. He has no idea who he's talking to. And I recorded it once. Right. And then people played it on the radio. Yeah. I like the song. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, it's not that. I love the, I love the song, but if you magnify that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite. Is it your now, favorite? I told you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cuban. Ah! I'm Cuban. It's the best. No, but even... Just said, oh, come on. <laughs> I got yelled at by Phil Collins. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For liking Susudio. I really like Susudio. I don't just. God, I miss Vic. I miss his copy size. <laughs> Did you see what just happened? This thing happened and that thing happened. And I saw it. And I'm repeating it. <laughs> There's video of this. There's the, the entire thing was, was recorded. Yeah. Well, this Why is, is he just using. Oh, Eric, God, come on. Everything, everything you want to listen wrong. during your morning commute? Come on. Eric. Fudgical has some good ideas for some other hashtags. Hashtag no context. Hashtag what is this? <laughs> I'd click on what is this. Yeah, yeah. I would too. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it. I just, you know, and then if American... I didn't hear it again, it wouldn't bother me. 
There is a reason why I called you today. I want to know what's going on with the movie. And am I still in it? I want you to play the guy who sexually harasses me. That's who I want you to play. What? <laughs> what? Yes. Why did you think I was good for that role, Sue Costello? <laughs> 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 what is wrong with you? <laughs> I think you're perfect. I think, I think it's going to be your Oscar. Oh, really? Remember, like, when the. It was. I- that was the whole best of clip right there? I hope he thinks everyone cracking up is the same as a Us quick comedy laughing. hit. <laughs> wow. That is bad. Yeah. These are the quality clips we would pull for doing line of the day, and they were supposed to be either really terrible or really brilliantly funny. And I think he's missing the point of of the bit here. It's like I think he just took all the other ones and said, oh, we only need 30 seconds of it. But there's no other context to it. Right. We didn't just listen to the whole episode, and now we're hearing, you know, Joke of the day or whatever, right? Islanders, Rangers, I think yeah. it was 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Then the first period buzzer went off, yeah. and I thought somebody threw a spear from the <laughs> yeah. top of my head. I remember my head going like that, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Is there a spear in my head? And you were like, what? And then I was like, fuck. And then we ran into Jim Serpico. Who, oh, my God. Who obviously uh, helps you guys out with Bay Ridge Boys. Sure. And, man, I think that might have been my opportunity to be a Bay Ridge Boy, and I fucked it up because I was too high. high. Yeah. I was too high. <laughs> This is when Opie was a hostage in Palestine and was broadcasting from a cave for some reason. <laughs> the fuck audio is this? I, and, and we walked to get a beer with the guy. Yeah. And then uh, you thought you were having a heart attack. You thought there was a spear in your head. Yeah. Your leg went numb. So My leg you, went numb. So yeah. you thought you were having a stroke. And, and and Serpico looks at me. I've known Serpico forever. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, what's up? I go, uh, you know. Ah, we took some edibles. He starts laughing Laugh, his ass, ass off. Up. And then that was the first time you you took off running. Yeah. Well, I'm like, where are you run? There's nowhere you can well, go. Well, it's because, like, I'm on edibles for the first time, you know, and at Islanders games, especially me and you together, like, we were getting recognized a lot, and yeah. I just couldn't fucking handle it. <laughs> it's like, that's the worst place to be is around Islanders fans who are like, oh, big Chrissy D. <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. Hello. I love how did I don't think he knew Serpico forever. We would have seen him or he would have been on the show. Didn't he work with Dennis Leary and, and very other famous people? Yeah. Like we would have crossed paths with him at some point and he would have been on any uh, Eric, iteration not of the show. We're going to have a meeting after. You need to play along, Eric. You got to yes and the Ulpster on this one. I've been so far removed. I can't bullshit it anymore. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. What was like, that story? I, Remember when I was on edibles? This sounds like children talking. And then I thought I was dying. And, I, and then there was a, I felt like a spear was in my head. I was like, you were high at a hockey game. Get over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't get over that fucking audio. <laughs> audio is terrible. So Recorded is in Cape Coral at Stut Joe Studios. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does sound like John. He still hasn't gotten furniture. I doubt, I bet. It's like you know all these the, the these these stations that want me and they have expressed interest, but the money's not quite there yet. And then uh, you know they want me to do it in a studio, but I can't be held in a studio. It's like yeah. no man, I got to do my own thing. Like you're some fucking avant garde artist. Do it in front of a fucking microphone. And, do, and have it produced like everyone else does. You can do your content differently, but the basics of production, just sit in a fucking room and act like an adult that want they, they want to pay you, and he doesn't do that. I'll, I'll say it again. Ant, this is Anthony's theory, and I think he's spot on with this, is the reason why Opie will not just do a normal show from a studio is because then he could very easily be compared to all the people who are better than him at it. And mm-hmm. he's just going, no, look at me. I'm in a cave. 
I'm way different than all these other shows. No one else is doing what I'm doing. I'm yelling at people walking down the street. Whoa. Like, yeah, well, the reason why no one else does that is because it sucks. Do you know how many people, and we're like seven years removed since Opie left Sirius, but I've, how many people in the radio industry, even in television too, but a lot of higher ups in radio who have been very successful, ask how Ant's doing, Jim doing, and when you get to open, it's like, what is he doing? Like, I, I don't <laughs> understand what he's doing. They're not shitting on him. They, they right. just don't understand what direction he's going with this. And I said, I, I haven't talked to the guy. I don't know. But uh, he, apparently he knows better than all of us. And it's that's so what he's odd doing. because going away would be a fine thing to do. You made your money. You cut ties, go away. The fact that he streams every single day for an hour plus, it's like he's trying to do something and he's putting it out there so we can all see it. And it's just, he's just embarrassing himself. Don't stop. I don't need another person to fucking leave. Not asking you to stop, Opie. I'm just saying you're embarrassing yourself (laughs) quite a bit. You're getting a little too honest on this show. You're going to lose everything that you've built this foundation on. You got Patrick Michael leaving. John's gone. You're driving Opie away. So this video he put out days ago has um, how many views? 191. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's two comments underneath it. And uh, this one comes in from Comedy Shaman. Hey, Obster, is there any chance you have an email I could reach you at? I have something I think you'll want to hear. I looked online for an email for you, but I couldn't find one. Opie responds to that comment. What's up? So Opie is on there actively responding. So I'm like, who the fuck is this Comedy Shaman guy? So I looked up what he's up to. And I found uh, this video. This is the guy who likes Opie. Yeah, banging Bobby. What the hell are you doing, boy? Oh, Dad, I'm just watching a show called The Comedy Shaman. Well, what the hell is that? It's this crazy guy, and he does comedy stuff and talks about philosophy, psychology, all kinds of stuff, Dad. Oh boy. God dang, tell you what, man. Dang old boy, no, god dang old John Jean. God dang. No, 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 no. Just talking about that. Dang old. Oh. Four. Con- say god yo. dang more. Well, boom, how are you sure to tail off funny at the end there? But yeah, I think it's healthy if Bobby's looking into all these uh, weirdo writing types. And maybe he might learn a thing or two. Oh, stupid redneck hillbillies. All right. <laughs> Comedy show. I just want to let you know, uh, my email is on the internet. Please do not use it. <laughs> do not find me. Is this guy a stand-up? I don't know what he is. Okay. But Opie's responding to him in his own comment section. Which is this is where the tease Opie's for at. next week? Opie <laughs> probably no. likes this. No, the tease is coming. But first, Eric, I know we're running late, and thank you for your time today. We need to catch an alien together, my friend. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Let's do it. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, To Catch an Alien. Are you ready to play To Catch an Alien? If somebody says, uh, Jesse's racist or I'm right, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. over what? But you speak up or you say something or you oh, just try to disappoint. Peterson on the show? Or Peterson? Wow, that's a get. All right. I'm, I'm paying attention now. Says, uh... <laughs> Jesse's racist or I'm right. What are you talking about? Like yeah. over what? But you speak up or you say something or you try to discipline somebody that you see potential in or that you can help, you know, because of all this. I can't wait to hear what you say. 
how about all this shit where everybody gets a trophy? Everybody gets a trophy, so everybody's equal. Just like you said on the airplane. You got to have a woman does not know how to fly the plane. You got to have a right. black guy that didn't, didn't get his hours in. And you got one white guy, which you, uh, had, you had a video on that, that, uh, you know, why a lot of white people, they're like Steve Jobs. He made the iPhones, stuff like this. episode is brought to you by- at the top. But, you know, then you got the one white guy that might know how to fly, but you got to keep it equal. You know, right. but if you say anything like, hey, the, the black guy doesn't know what he's doing, you're a racist. But that, like, I would say that to white, black, Spanish, purple, green, blue. But if we say that nowadays, we're hit. How do you get out of that? Because a man can't be a slap maker. I mean, a man can't be a slap. He has to be the slap maker. Because if the man didn't do it, the woman couldn't be a slap. Slap. You know what I mean? Very good point. If the man don't what? do it, she can't say, yeah, there you go. That's good, man. That's, that's a good tagline. <laughs> Amazing. So what do you think is wrong with the blacks? What is wrong with the blacks? Oh, boy. I think, I think that they've got... <laughs> what did Tommy say next? Here are your choices. Oh, boy. Number one, untapped potential. B, bamboozled by CNN. Next, they can do anything I can do. Four, brainwashed by social media. And lastly, stereotypes based on data to catch an alien. So normally, I think that there is two to five answers that are legit that could potentially be the answer. Right. I don't see any of these that seem like the answer to me. This is a tough one. Um, the first one's not funny enough, so I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go with lastly, stereotypes based on data. Sounds like maybe something that idiot would say. What do you think, Iraq? I'm going to go with next. They can do anything I can do. Okay. I think he honestly <laughs> believes that. I like that. It's yeah. fun. Uh, I went with the safe one on tap potential. potential. Okay. So no one thinks they're bamboozled by CNN or brainwashed <laughs> by social media. It's probably one of those two things that I think about it because they're most related, but okay. Here we go. Amazing. So what do you think is wrong with the blacks? What is wrong with the blacks? I think I think that they've got brainwashed by social media. Uh, I was a good test taker at school, and that's why, because you realize these patterns. Like, oh, that answer is similar to this answer. Got to be one of those two. But I didn't actually do that this time around. We're all losers because of it. I was honestly hoping that he was going to say that and go into a t- little mini tirade of, of like racism doesn't exist. You yeah. know, they have the same opportunities that I have. I thought he would go that way. That would have been nice. But all right, let's see where he goes with yeah, this. Yeah, he might. He might. <laughs> and primarily Obama, because Obama came in and was a slick talker. He even got yeah. me. Slick talker. He, <laughs> he could talk like me. nobody I've ever seen. Uh, just like in your book, you know, he's going to Band-Aid. Well, he's going to fix this, fix that. He didn't fix anything. He just put a little. No, he made it worse. Yeah, 2% Band-Aid on it. And I think that's initially when he got them suckered in. Then when... He put three-fifths of a Band-Aid on it. Once he had the black suckered in at that point <laughs> on, then they started getting the free stuff, the free checks. And then I think they got used to that. And then I just really think social media. I think the social media, I think that had, that was the icing on the cake. And then being afraid to speak for themselves, 
and getting content. Getting content, just being in, you know, North Philly, wherever, just getting content because they're getting the checks. They're getting by. It's normal to go to jail for 10 years. And I don't think they ever, you know, and I don't think they get the opportunity to see what they really could do or could be because the government is so involved that they keep them suppressed in like a little box. And whenever they come out, they throw the racist BS. And, yep. and, and now they're coming to the white man so or the Spanish it. man or whoever it may be, and they already have Spanish this stigma. Man. They already have a, a preconceived notion <laughs> of the white guy or whatever it may be. And, and I think that's, in my opinion, that's the issue. That's all for this time. Oh, Come oh, back man. next time to find out if you have enough Obama phones <laughs> to catch <laughs> an alien. This episode is brought to you by... Subreddit Surfing Live, Saturday, March the 9th. Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Sit, Eugene, sit. Good dog. Oh, man. Oh, Cardiff. Thank you for making these points. One of these days, Tommy is going to explode. Like, he's teetering on these topics, and one day that just the mic's going to be on... And somebody recorded it of him going on this massive racial tirade. Yep. That's just going to end everything for him. And you know what? You just gave me an idea because I talked about this a year or two ago when we first learned about our buddy Tommy, MSCS Media. I'm like, I should go on this show, mm. you know? And now I can't even get on this show. He's getting huge gets. So I don't think I could even get booked on the show. I should reach out because I could probably get him talking down a certain path. Yeah, I think so. I think I could maybe make this happen. Eric, that's a good idea. You, you should definitely do it. And then try to get your own Etsy uh, yeah. version of his neon sign behind him. Put it on your wall. I'll be, I'll be like, uh, Tommy, why do you think that the black people jump higher and run faster than the white people out there? What do you think that's all about? Trying to get a little uh, Jimmy the Greek. Wait, what about the head of BLM that bought that $8 million mansion? Ooh. Like, where do you think those funds came from? Yeah. What type of rich was that person, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Got any thoughts on that? What did you used to call those fireworks back in the day? <laughs> you know, that you would break them and shoot them around the neighborhood? <laughs> That's when I go on the Century Jot show is when I ask that question. <laughs> all right. What have we done today? We've done it all. Bob and Sherry show, bananabag.org. Johnny Cush fucked a real doll. Very romantically, I have to yeah. say. Patty Broken Skull quit everything. Scorch's dream is to make bagels for a living. Uh, who are these broadcasters? This Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, a special time. Do you know what that means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show we tease a podcast that we'll be reviewing on the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts? We play a quick clip and check it out. Hey, welcome back to Horn Dogs. I'm Steve Bigger and get him again. Hernandez with me per usual. My man, Jonathan Sertorell. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great, Steve. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were just talking about, do gay guys ever pull out? Why would they pull out? Uh... Yeah, I know. Why would why would we pull out? Um, no, I don't think we ever okay. do. I think I think if it is, is because you want to see a load. Because some people are into the size of the load. Oh yeah, yeah. But you're not pulling out not to give someone an STD because you've already given it to them. Have you gotten your face come down before? 
Uh, oh a few God. times, but it's really not my thing. I feel very degraded, you know? Do you? Uh, yeah. I don't that really... doesn't make you feel hot? No, I don't really like it. Okay. I don't like it. Now, I do like... You know, I don't even like coming on another guy's face. I I feel like it's weird because you know you're 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 there for a long time and you're just like jacking off. You and have the to other... explain to me why coming on another guy's face is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it, Eric. I feel like you're upset that you weren't on this episode. I kind of. <laughs> no, I think I'm relieved. I think I'm pretty relieved that I don't have to be here next. Sometimes week. people <sighs> watch these teasers like, oh, I want to be on that show, not this one. This one comes in uh, a suggestion from Discord. Got Dern Wright says, two guys talk about how horny they are in an uncomfortable detail. Seriously, I only got through 10 minutes, but they hit the ground running immediately. The Mexican guy talks about how much he likes munching dick right in front of his pregnant wife. Well, that sounds fun. So that's what we'll be checking out. A uh, a show called Horn Dogs. That uh, the way they start their show has to be mixed in with the girls at the end going at the end of your clothes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> Good call. I think I can yeah. make that happen. It makes a lot of sense. Eric Nagel, thank you so much for joining us. It's ericnagel.com. What else do you want to promote while you're here, buddy? Uh, compoundmedia.com. That's where you can go and uh, find all the great stuff that. Uh, anthony cumia does and all the other shows that we have on there uh we don't know when anthony's going to be back yet so we've been filling in with uh go uh co-hosts and uh other people from compound and this tuesday for halloween our own carl here will be uh back with eric zane filling in for anthony and they will be dressing accordingly for the halloween theme there will or, be or so i've been told yes okay and there'll be a prize given away for the best costume all right I'm just going to be covered in, in semen. <laughs> hey, I'm the guy from Horn Dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, so yeah, compoundmedia.com. Go there, subscribe. And uh, for my show, it's Eric Nagel. It's ericnagel.com. You can find it on iHeartRadio and uh, the video version on our YouTube channel, also under It's Eric Nagel. Definitely check out Eric Nagel. It's Eric Nagel. Buddy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you showing up this time. Yes. That was impressive. Despite Dr. Steve, although I was tempted for the amount of money he was throwing at me, he said, I think it'd be great if you didn't show well, up again. I was just going to say, people definitely lost money on uh, the fact that you showed up to <laughs> pay up, Chris. Oh, yeah. man. I don't feel like paying. Brian Johnson texted me saying, fuck, you showed up. All right. So we're good. Well, I also sent uh, his lovely wife a, a link if she wanted to be a review girl, so you can let him know that. You should get Zia on to do that sometime. We should get Zia on. Zia, I should mention, is a uh, an addition to Who Are These Broadcasters? She reads the reviews for them. The lovely Zia Anderson. So. Oh, very nice. Yes, that's a pretty good get for those guys. All right, Eric, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you both. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to come on here and uh, sit with you guys thank you very much no doubt Thanks, please man. join us again next time it might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts leave well everybody starting in the mush bits of morning radio okay great show good job everybody great job everyone internet news with lucy tightbox 
Patreon, but Jonah has an inquiring mind. Carl, I have to know, does it upset you that Jacked Up Review Show is objectively the best podcast theme song ever? The WATP is serviceable for the format, but every time I hear Jacked Up, I get irrationally angry that it isn't your official anthem. Please validate me. This pisses Troll Hunter off. Don't you ever speak to Carl with that tone again, bot. What Carl does is what Carl wants. Spunky Fresh has a request. I need a picture of John desperately clinging to Vinny, who is big and fat and shaped like a buoy, as he tries to keep from drowning in a dark, cold ocean. Muckraker notes, I didn't realize that one could be a nerd and also a dumbass. Seems a bit of a contradiction. Dang lizard, as Mr. Melendez, our science teacher, should know, if vegetables are cut, their surface area is increased, which increases the area on which bacteria can grow, meaning his pre-cut vegetables go bad even quicker. Maybe Joey C can explain that better. Christopher Martin, first time I heard Pat Oates, he was hilarious. Also, Kindy is the greatest addition to the show. Michael Demers, do people seriously enjoy Kindy? We get it. You're snarky and a badass. Yuck. People pointed this out after her first appearance, and now that's her thing? More females that aren't annoying, please. Like Lucy. Thanks. Aww. Bo A. Crunk opines, Husey joining the show, essentially with a suicide vest on, is infinitely more entertaining than someone like Brian Johnson, aka Droopy Dog personified. <laughs> Suck it, piazzas. And from Reddit, Business Beetle posts, How I know WATP has made it. I skipped the first couple minutes, and now two more times in the show. Congrats, Carl. Getty Lee's thumb counters with, What, and miss hearing about the wonders of banana bag? Philistine. Joggerlicious. I don't want to tell Mr. Marketing Guru how to suck eggs, but getting the phrase banana bag slappers into a future episode of WATP would be peak sponsor integration. Gig Rissy. Talk about being on the same wavelength. <laughs> Carl may have thought of Jimmy Valmer after listening to Vern, but all three of these chuckle fucks made me think of those sped kids Bart meets at the new school in Cypress Creek. Leonard Smalls, 100% with Carl on Dazed and Confused. I can't fucking stand Richard Linklater. <sighs> I still miss that broad and her adorable little lisp. Go fuck yourself. Severe Piccolo claims, sounds like Lucy wants to fuck the Vern. And Ryan Rebalkin plays us out with, can you blame her? Eric, you're a movie guy. What's your take on Days and Confused? Am I crazy to think a movie sucks? No, it is boring. Uh, I don't hate it, but I, it is boring. I did agree with uh, most of what you were saying. And anybody, anytime you talk about that movie, it's two lines. They go, well, I get older. They say you know, whatever that yeah. bullshit is. And then uh, Party at the Moon Tower. And that was mostly because Fez kept using it. So it became a big Ron and Fez thing. Well, the only line I enjoyed from it is, uh, you got a joint? No, it'd be cooler if you did. Good line. Oh, that one too, yeah. But it's not that imp- It's not Caddyshack. You know, there's a, a lot of quotes from Caddyshack I could use. Very few from Days of Confused. It's just not a funny movie. But Yeah, this is an exclusive club, Wang. Don't tell them you're Jewish. <laughs> Infinitely better. <laughs> Yes. All right. This guy gets it. Let's uh, let's hear some voicemails. What's up, chompers? It's time for another edition of Carl's Correction Corner. Just like an act of violence isn't someone trying to get your Patreon or your channel struck, face-to-face over Zoom isn't face-to-face. Hmm. Saying something face-to-face is like the misfits when you got your fucking jaw broken <laughs> and got laid out like the punk bitch that you are. <laughs> so if you go in Tower Gang... Via Zoom, it's not face-to-face, Chompers. All right. I will be on uh, Tower Gang this week, I believe. 
No shit. Yeah, Wednesday night they're having me on. Was that the gay show we just heard? (laughs) (laughs) Tower Gang Bang. (laughs) Uh, Tower Gang are the guys who uh, make a lot of gay jokes. They're very edgy, so I'll have to make sure I'm real edgy that night. Be ready for that. Gary in San Diego's having these phone calls where he recounts these conversations he's having with the neighbor and his wife and this whole thing. So fake Gary picked up on this and called into the show. Hey, Carl, this is Gary from San Diego. I was having coffee with Judy and Sandy this morning, and both of them broke down crying. I said, Sandy, Judy, what's the matter? They said simultaneously, well, we're concerned about you, Gary. We're genuinely concerned about your whole that you are so absorbed with this podcast that you've created subconscious projections to have conversations with as content for your voicemail. I said, Sandy, Judy, what are you talking about? And then (laughs) Sandy said, well, you know how Carl and John live less than two miles from each other in Florida? I said, yeah, I'm aware of that. (laughs) She said, well, what if John runs into Carl in Florida like a public or a Win dixie or a Bucky's, or a Waffle House, or a Walmart, <laughs> or at Home Depot. I said, oh, yeah, you said that last week. Well, I got something more to tell you. John allegedly has been training with the Viet Cong when he said he was on vacation in Jamaica. And she said, what kind of training? I said, well, he's known to have trained in the art of improvised jungle spear traps hiding from scout planes while transporting arms through the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and advanced weapon training with the AK-47, a Kalashnikov. I said, wow, if he ambushed Carl Battle of Ontong style, he could really name him. She says, yeah, he could really name Carl or take him as a POW or worse. Anyway, that's just another warning. Why don't you move in with me in San Diego? Might be nice for you to have some company to keep you safe. Well, don't want to forget my catchphrase. You know my catchphrase, right, Carl? Yep. Mental illness can literally drive you crazy. <laughs> yes, that is the one. So, uh, quick peek behind the curtains. When the voicemails come in, I get an email, and the email tries to transcribe them. So I saw this come in. Hey, Gary in San Diego. And then all that stuff you just heard, I thought it was really Gary in San Diego admitting that he makes up all these fucking conversations. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I go to pull him last night and I hear, I'm like, oh, that's you heard funny. Him, yeah. yeah. I funny. thought that was the real Gary. Okay. I'm being corny. Hey, man. What a great show you have. I think it might be the best show ever. Okay. Just wanted to tell you that. Peace. I think you're the greatest voicemailer ever, sir. That was a fantastic voicemail. We appreciate it. That sounds fake to me. Nope, that was real. Sounds like one of those prep services. Nope. That was a real voicemail that came in organically, Eric. How dare you? Um, (laughs) That was kind of funny, the banana bag slapper. I thought that was a pretty good idea on the net news segment. Here's someone else with uh, some banana bags ideas. W-A-T-P. Hey, Sexy. Uh, I've heard you talking about that banana bags stuff a lot lately, banana bags, and uh, you're making a convincing argument. I'm considering making a purchase. Uh, But it got me to thinking, 
since you seem to like banana bags so much, uh, have you ever tried yam bags? I see what he did there. Dude, if you have never tried yam bags, you should try them. They are delicious. Oh, yeah? Matter of fact, I have a couple of yam bags right here that I would very much like to share with you. So uh, call me back. All right, we'll save it for the horn dog show. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not we're doing that on this show. I'll tell you that. Deluxe on the left coast calling into the show. And um, one of the things people don't know about this show is that when I introduce new characters, whether it's a review girl or a co-host, I have to get Deluxe approval mm-hmm. in order to keep them on the show. Carl, Deluxe on the left coast shows have been fire. What an exciting time in the Dabbleverse, the growth. Uh, this week, awesome to see all the D-listers, Vince the lawyer, Vinny, Carlos D going after instant A-lister. Phil, oh, awesome. Vince, the lawyer, something mentally disturbed with you, bro. You got something wrong with you. Secondarily, Bindi, she's a keeper. Like her. First appearance, a little too aggressive. Last time out, very good. Dig the hair. If she wants to get the sugar daddy experience, send her out to get a tan in Newport Beach for a week. Last but not least, Lucy Typebox, sell the hot sauce under her name. You'll get the perverts like me. You'll get the wholesome people, and you get the hipster tattoo crowd. You can sell it at events. Peace. All right, Deluxe approving both Kindy and Lucy type box. Good to know. Ladies, your jobs are safe. Deluxe gave you the thumbs up and approval. All right, more days and confused controversy talk. <laughs> hey, Carl, you fucking asshole! <laughs> Don't ever say days and confused as in a good movie. It's not. It's one of the best. What are the best? Nothing happens in you. It's so funny. Shut the fuck up, you moron. I love your show. I listen every week. Well, thank you. Um, obviously, you're smarter than John. <laughs> Thanks. Stuttering fag. That's what I like to do. Dun, dun, Carl. Dun, dun, dun. But hey, love the show. Just you got a shitty take on that movie. Days of Confused fucking rocks. Asshole. Love you. Call me back, bitch. That's not true. Yeah, I, all right. all. Here's my theory on Dazing and Fuse, because I remember it came out when I was in high school right. and all my friends liked it because it's about drinking beer and, and being cool and then to school and all that kind of stuff. But subjectively, it's like we talk about Goonies. Mm-hmm. People our age who grew up when they were kids, they saw Goonies, they thought the movie was great. Go back and watch it. It's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good at all. And people get very upset with you. They're like, well, how could you say Goonies isn't great or Daisy Confused isn't great? Because they're objectively not. They're generational movies. Yes. It's like when um, other movies around that time, when it comes through like um, Reality Bites, Mm -hmm. that Ben Stiller movie, like, oh, the movie's fantastic. It's like, no, it's fucking garbage. It really isn't that good. Empire Records is another one because some people really love that movie. And you just watch it like, this is all just schlock. Lucy's one of them, and I was like, I've never seen it. She's like, you've never seen it? I'm like, well, it looks really boring. Yeah. And I don't know if she had a comeback for that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yep. When people try to put out those memes, like, it's Rex Manning Day. And like, is it? It's the same as like when they try to do Mean Girls. It's October 3rd. And what? There's nothing. I'll admit, there's I'm nothing a fan there. of the movie Spaceballs, but I could never defend it. No. If anybody I've... watched Spaceballs, be like, Carl, this is funny. I'm like, no, it's not. I liked it when I was a kid. It was, fu- I-, I thought it was funny, but it's not. I didn't like the Goonies when I was 15. I got, Whoa! I got 
much shit for that wow. <laughs> back in the 80s. Producer Chris before <laughs> yeah. his time over here. Whoa. I've always been a curmudgeon. Fucking hipster. <laughs> <laughs> How did Chris burn his mouth? He ate pizza before it was cool. Uh, Watch out. Hanging out on his roller skates at the roller rink by the Pac-Man machine. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Been reading my diary? No shit. He knows you. Those leather uh, those leather suede with the orange stoppers and the orange wheels. <laughs> he, might, he might have lost it on that one. All right. Here comes a uh, harmless voicemail. Hey, Carl. It's one of your Mexican listeners. Just uh, leaving a, an innocent little voicemail uh, for the rest of the Mexican listeners. Uh, okay, so. cool. The enchilada is in the queso. The enchilada is in the queso. Initiate plan uno. Oh, no. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that sounds ominous. I don't know. That <laughs> sounds like it could be bad. But queso's involved. He said that right before the hurricane wiped them out over in Acapulco. Oh, we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, this is Horace coming at you from somewhere in the Ozark Mountains. Okay. Um, the fellas down at the Aryan Brotherhood wanted to know why you're so fussed up about counting your Mexican hand, Mexican fans on one hand. Uh-huh. When there's literally tens of thousands of us keeping you in beers and flavorless potato salad. We even gave you the seat of honor at the annual pancake luncheon, Carl. You're doing your uh, pure-blooded brothers wrong. What's up with that? Uh, I can't forget my catchphrase. White power, white power, white power, white power. It's <laughs> some catchphrase, sir. Wow. There's also a handshake that goes along with that, but I don't want to admit I know that. All right. Hey, Carl, man. I know a lot of people are, are giving you a hard time about the editing, and it just sounds like shit, but I, I got to say, I agree, man. Last week, the editing on that fucking episode, it fucked my wife. What? So that might not be a big deal to you, but that, that's a big concern for me okay yeah, a problem i ain't no cuck like you okay so uh this is quite abnormal when a fucking podcast episode it fucks my wife uh so just keep that in mind for next week man you gotta fire ed hire hire a mexican or something man okay yeah <laughs> i could use uh cost savings so it's not a terrible idea the editing was so bad it fucked his wife you God, toothy guck i hope it came on the tits <laughs> No, not in a straight relationship. Nope. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right. Gary in San Diego and Sandy are doing skits now, it appears, on the show. Don't get upset. Don't get upset with Gary. Hey, Sandy. This is the first time I've seen you where you're not crying in a while. What's going <laughs> on? You look happy. Oh, Gary. Well, I am, actually. I have got a brilliant plan for Carl, and I call it the bug out plan. The bug out plan. Tell me more. What's this bug out plan? Well, listen to this. Okay, every time Carl's in Florida Mm -hmm. and he finds out that stuttering John is on his way down, he is going to bug out and go back to Rochester. How about that? Oh, that's a great idea. If he bugs out, he has no chance of running into stuttering John, and he won't get hurt. He won't get maimed. That's a great idea. Let me just add one little corollary. If Stuttering John moves down to Florida permanently, Carl's got to put his house up for sale and move back to Rochester or move somewhere like three or 400 miles away at least so he doesn't run into Stuttering John. 
anyway, I'd like to hear what Carl thinks about your bug out plan. Congratulations on that brilliant idea. Maybe Carl will throw you a few shekels for that brilliant idea. Love it, Gary. That's great. <laughs> Glad you approve. Okay. Rock and roll. All right. I don't pay voicemailers. They're better than Bob and Sherry, though. <laughs> they are. They do have good chemistry. Those two. You should sell these. You should sell these to those prep services that do the fake phone scams and the fake yeah. callers and stuff. Take yours, say they're yours, and then collect all the money. No, from it. I get a better idea. Best of voicemail CDs. <laughs> if you sign up for our monthly premium, I'll burn these on a CD and mail them to you. Enjoy them with your whole family. All right. This is a weird one. So I called last week. And made a comment about Carl's skateboarding, and Carl said I was confused. I was not confused. I was very drunk. I know this because I've been drunk before, and that's what it sounds like. Okay. But also, I think Carl is confused. You don't like Daisy Confused? Do you like American Graffiti? Or are you an asshole? Come on, Carl. Get it together. Chill. All right. I have to admit something that I'm not proud of. I have never seen American Graffiti. It's okay, dude. I need to see it. It's boring. It's boring? It's another generational thing. Like, my dad loved that movie. Is but, it as good as it, Star Wars? It's the prequel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. It might yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's boring. It's it's a generational film. Like, who gives a shit that Richard Dreyfuss is in it and, and Ron Howard is in it? it, it oh, say no more. Anything. I'm watching it tonight. There's two actors that are good in it. I like it. That's all it takes. You like the movie? I, I think Richard Dreyfuss' character was one of the best parts, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a movie from that time that was actually pretty good, look for a movie called Hollywood Nights. Yes. It's Tony Danza acting like Tony Danza. Yeah. Fran Drescher is a whore through the whole movie and gets naked through <laughs> no it. No way. And then the the guy who – I can't remember his name. He played Arliss on HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Willard, that guy, Willard, uh, he, no, he's like really. the, the lead comedic actor in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is pretty good. Don't need to worry about American Graffiti. Well – <laughs> I guess this person was comparing American Graffiti to Days of Confused. He wasn't just throwing out mid-70s movie options. No, it's kind of like a meandering. Yeah. All takes place in like a short amount of time. Gotcha. Kind okay. of Anyone listening, start throwing in Robert just Wall. 70s movies. Thank you. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Wall. I knew you. there was a W in there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> Shut up. I just love that he goes, oh, yeah, American Graffiti. You think American Days of Confused sucks. You must think that sucks, too. And then Erox just like, well, let me name three movies that are pretty good from that decade. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give you something. Fair enough. Uh, here's a joke. Hey, what's the difference between Stutter and John and a $5 hot and ready pizza? A $5 hot and ready pizza can feed a family of four. That joke was originally about black people, but... It also works this way. It does. Yeah, it actually works better, I think. <laughs> you saved it. You <laughs> saved it. That's why, that's why he, got, uh, he made the list. All right. Two more voicemails, both from the same person. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's worth it. Hey, some guys at work were teasing me about, like, something like having sex with my dog and peanut butter. So, I don't know. I got home. I said, oh, fuck that. And then... Uh, so I tried it, but I just don't understand why I had to suck peanut butter off my dog's dick. I figured I could just suck the dog's dick without the peanut butter on it. I don't know what I'm missing, but uh, I don't know. Just wonder if you could maybe point me in the right direction. All right, thanks, guys. Vinny's fat. Okay. So I did play it because he said Vinny's fat. But also, 
because of the next voice that he follows that one up with. Hi, this is uh, Bill Shermer. I called in a little while back about uh, the, my dog uh, and the peanut butter. I forget if I use my name or not, but uh, if I did, please just keep this private. If if my wife uh, Melissa, I would ever find out, uh, it'd be it would destroy my entire family. She's a local trauma nurse here uh, at the hospital in Buffalo. If you know, just, just I trust. Just please keep that private. It would utterly destroy my entire life, my kid's life, her life. Yeah. It, it, Please, thank you. I hope you understand. All right. I do understand, Bill Shermer. And I just want to say, if anyone knows Melissa Shermer in Buffalo, do not tell her that Bill is sucking off the family dog with peanut butter on its penis. All right? Nobody tell Melissa that. It would really fuck things up for him. Yeah, and don't use the uh, the voice option on the Bob and Sherry app to let them know either. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we really should uh, call in to the uh, Bob and Sherry show. And leave some voicemail, see if we can get on there. Although, I don't know. It's one of those uh, tree falls in the woods. Yes, yeah, very much so. I don't know if anyone would know if it actually happened or not. So All why right. don't you just call with random Patrick Michael clips out of context. Ooh. Just la- leave them on there. And then they probably will go to it because they don't understand what it means. <laughs> what like was it. that show? Was it David Mahoney that was almost completely run by voicemails? Yeah. David Mahoney, like every segment, they would start off with a voicemail and then they would comment on it. That could use the Patrick Michael treatment. You, when you did that show, and that was, I don't know if you did them before John Boy and Billy or whatever, it was the reverse, yeah. mm-hmm. but you had two weeks in a row where you were talking about how these shows weren't live. They were pre recording like in the afternoon the day before. Yeah. So I decided to look into it and I'm amazed how many shows are doing that now. Like if if they're um they're not syndicated but they'll they'll put them on multiple stations in a region. Like if you have a, a station that's called Star and you own it in several cities in a state, they'll just simulcast the programming through that stuff. Most of their shows aren't live. I also found out that these stations don't have like the dump button. They don't have a delay. Right. So they're not allowed to take any live phone calls. So they they have to pre-record everything before it could go on the air. So if you don't have to be live at the moment, then you don't have to be on live as it's happening. So they just record everything the day before and then the inserts from their news service feeds or traffic and weather and all that shit get dropped in into the playlist and and nothing's live. And even those inserts are probably AI generated. So it's not even people talking. So I think you're onto something there, Eric, because I was taken aback by the fact that we're listening to a morning show driven by voicemail something you've never i've never heard that on a radio show yeah you take callers on a radio show not listen to voicemails but you're right it's because none of these people want to get up at 4 a.m and go into work it's actually pretty smart yeah, they don't talk it. about anything um re- relevant right. going on you're not talking about you know monday night football which almost every show no matter what the format is we'll talk about monday night football results or or shit going on with taylor and football it's it's too big a story not to they don't touch on that they don't touch anything uh involving the war the president any of that stuff i'm not saying you have to get political but these are just everyday news headlines that they're not addressing the morning these things are happening right and how radio allows that to happen is beyond me no, they're talking about stories like this one. Thrift store asked people to stop donating used and unused sex toys. <laughs> I said I was sorry. A charity-run thrift store in Wales is asking supporters to stop donating their <laughs> used and unused sex toys. They support a children's charity 
and are asking donors to be careful what they bring to the store. Is that that crazy or what, Eric? That marijuana guy that hates you is going to be like, wow, when I put all my mileage into this thing, I could just bring it to the thrift store. <laughs> well, I don't, know, I don't know if he listens this late into the show. Somebody will send it to him. Could those of you who kindly donate, please be mindful that we are a children's charity and as such have a range of ages <laughs> on our wonderful volunteer so please team. Please make those dildos children sizes. <laughs> Oh, they, the ones that have like Peppa Pig on the on the side <laughs> yeah, of it, right? <laughs> the Hyman Buster. <laughs> Here's <God>. Bluey. <laughs> oh, All right, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's it. over. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. A plane has hit Ivory Watch at Carly. Boom. <laughs> Boom. His mom. Boom. <laughs> 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 says Bob and Top did this story a few days ago. They probably did. I, I went to a website that looked for like crazy odd news stories. Yeah. And on there was the Florida Man Games. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw on there. It was the, the other thing that they were talking about on the Bob and Sherry show all right thanks again eric no you're problem. the best thank you see ya yikesies